I don't know where to begin. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. Two and a half months, almost three months. Has it really? As we recorded before New Year's last. Oh wow. The long hiatus and just like Riverdale, we're back and we have superpowers. What? Oh yeah, that's uh the new episode of Riverdale. I've been learning from listening to podcasts. Um they have what? superpowers. <laughs> Archie and Betty have like superpowers now. And their dog is like Wolverine. What? <laughs> Archie's like super strong and like he's basically like Bruce Willis from Unbreakable now. And Betty like can like see like bad vibes, like if someone who's a killer or something. Mm-hmm. Couldn't she do that before? And this is like this is not the weird magic alt timeline thing. This is the main timeline. Was apparently. that an alternate timeline with Sabrina? Yes. Like or something. I don't know. Uh I feel like the historical precedent of the show is probably Dark Shadows, but this is worse. Um can't wait to see that guy's PLL. I'm sure he'll like really respect Canon. Is it one of the girls pregnant? Yes. So I'm dumb and I saw the picture and I was like, oh, so they're like really like, you know, trying to positively reinforce all body types. That's pretty cool. And then my friend is like, no, she's pregnant. I was like, oh, okay. I I looked at, I looked those pictures casually four or five times. It wasn't to like the sixth or seventh that I was like, wait, what's that? (laughs) Okay. Which is like an immediate, like, it's like TV 101. Like, what are you doing? Like, you Babies are death to television shows. She's already pregnant. Like, it's like you're you're just like hand, kneecapping yourself before you even start. Doesn't this is not a PLL episode, by the way? We're just ranting. Fuck it, why not? Um, but like, isn't that something Emily does in the books? Isn't she like like Dorval she has a and kid ditch? and and like Dorval ditches it with like the nuns or something? Yeah, maybe maybe that's how the pilot of this show starts. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're back. Should we? Uh, the start, start of every headcanon episode is us saying, "When's the last time we recorded?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been busy. I'm tap tap yeah. tapping away. Banter. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Um, we'll do book update at the end of the pod. Why not? If anyone's curious. But for mm-hmm. now, why don't we start the pod? Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I am James. And I'm Marco Sparks. What up? What up? What up? We're back. Season five, episode six, if you're keeping track, which mm-hmm. we aren't. No, we got superpowers. We're uh, going to be talking about the movie Deep Water today. The Hulu? Amazon? I think it's Hulu. But there is like, you down- there's an if you downloaded Amazon- it. Yeah, if yeah. you download it, it's got the Amazon spot, which I feel like yeah. just means it was ripped from another country, maybe. Maybe there's also a really like bizarrely obvious like Alexa product placement right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was, it was like a 20, 20th century Fox thing, and then they got bought by some, Disney and some yada, yada, yada. movie they've been sitting on for a while. I can see why, yeah, I can see yeah. why. Um, yeah, it was a Ben Affleck on Darmus erotic thriller. The I don't real know if I call it erotic, but. Or a psychological thriller, but it's not really that either. No, it's it's not really a thriller. It's it's not so, thrilling. 
the real movie is their quote unquote relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's the movie that I would well. watch. I'll uh, be talking about that before we get to that, though. I suppose we can do some catch up on, on all the content we've missed. What content have we missed? Um, Obi Wan trailer. Mm, yeah. That's that dude's head. Guy looks weird. The guy looks super weird. Even if you didn't know from the cartoon. Not Obi Wan, the, uh, the dumb no. guy from the cartoon. No, you McGregor looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like he's aging that much. Those, those 20 rough years that Obi-Wan spent on uh, tattooing that toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought the trailer was like really trying hard. They're just like blasting Duel of the Fates. But mm-hmm. like the actual imagery that went along with it wasn't that exciting. I was like, mm-hmm. they really want this to feel epic, but it doesn't actually look epic. Well, looked a little cheap. How epic should it be? I don't know. I'm I'm sick of the volume. I want Star Wars movies again. Mm. That's that's my take on it. I mean, I feel like Disney Plus is just they're doing fine and they're just controlling. Like I saw something the other day, like Marvel wants more specials on Disney Plus. Farting out content. But it's like you can see who's kind of For the who's kind of in charge. Yeah. Who's in charge now? Fun. Go mm. Chapek go. Um. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about the Obi Wan trailer. Hopefully, it has minimal felony stink on it. But mm. I'm not. No. You know it does. Optimistic. You know it does. Yeah. Like I saw these articles are like Dave Filoni was the one who figured out that Darth Vader should be the main villain. And it's like, wow, what a visionary! Wow. How did he come up with it? But what the fuck was the point of having Ray Park and Solo? Well, I mean, that was stupid to begin with. So. Uh, still, you've already done one dumbass Darth thing. Darth Maul died in Phantom Menace. Just going to throw that out there. Mm. Don't at me with your dumb cartoons. Do you think that there's going to be some kind of shitty thing where it's like Obi-Wan rescues this new kid that he has to rescue or whatever and then like gets hit with like an aging ray or, or something <laughs> shitty? No. No, that... Star Wars usually doesn't care about that kind of continuity for whatever reason. They're they're probably willing to have the cartoon Grand Inquisitor guy look completely different in live action. So I, I don't think they Which care. is so funny to me because it's like we saw that dude's alien race played by Bruce Spence in Revenge of the Sith. So you can do that. <laughs> no, they've got Rupert Friend instead. Uh, All right. But I mean, that character's not even like a whole season of that cartoon, right? I think he dies at the end of the first season. Spoiler. Uh. Yeah, mm. and he was lame. He was a complete nothing of a character. He was just like they needed a generic dark sider who wasn't Vader, basically. And basically, he's a guy who like was pissed off about his job at the Jedi Temple, and then he became evil, or something. Yeah. Do you think Jason Isaacs is pissed they didn't like hire him for it? I mean, I feel like all these actors know where the paychecks come from, so they're probably a little bit annoyed when they don't get the call from like Disney or Marvel, but. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, probably I mean, has better things to do. Rupert Friend, whatever. But like Jason Isaacs walks into a room. He's already the evilest man in that room. Indeed. I mean, he's Lucius Malfoy. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything else to say about Obi-Wan. I hope it's not a bit terrible. Um, let's talk about a similar type of show, I suppose. Hmm. Star Trek Picard season two. I feel like it's a show that out of everyone listening to this right now, only you and I have watched. I'll bet at least one other person is still watching. 
Okay. Picard. I like seeing Q. I, I yeah. don't know. Like I, I like all the parts of the new season that are related to Picard and old TNG stuff. Mm. And like, I, I'm just like every time there's like a Girardi scene or a Girardi, sorry, or um, Raffi. Like if those had been characters they met in the 20th or 21st century, like those are the characters who lived in the 20th century that they ran into. Mm-hmm. I would be like, that kind of makes sense because they feel like they're from the 21st century. They don't feel like Star Trek characters at all. Um, they, they're like nails on the chalkboard for me whenever they're on screen. Raffi is just the character who has to get either high or outraged when the plot unfortunately requires it. It's just so it just, cringy and clunky. I, I feel like just the whole premise of the show is based on you maybe knowing that there was like a previous show, but like hopefully you haven't seen it or you have certainly haven't seen it recently because it's not remotely possible for this to have been the follow-up. Like realistically, if, if Raffi wasn't on season one and they like ran into her and she's like leading the resistance against the like sanctuary enclaves or whatever. in this like, you know, 2024 Los Angeles mm-hmm. and like, Picard meets up with her and they like ally. I'd be like, Oh, this, this makes sense. You know, like this seems like a character you would meet who's leading a resistance somewhere, but like, she does not seem like Picard's number one. She's just like too crazy and weird. No, but I mean, they've, they've the one character that I think they've improved. Well, they've, they've improved two characters from season one. Do you agree? Um, one of them is Elnor cause he's dead. I guess, but he didn't like cut anyone's head off, so that's a demerit, you know. Then he, then he, he, he did some slicing in the second episode, right? He like cut some necks, yeah. Um, the others maybe Rios. I don't know. I, I mean, he's he's like got weird concussion. He's in concussion protocol now. So, I mean, it, it's again. I just want to show... see a Star Trek show where they like encounter something weird and they go to the ready room and they talk about it. They did it for like one episode, and I was like, oh my god, they're just they're making a star Trek show. And then now we're, we're back again to all the other nonsense. It's completely nonsensical, but I will say that I, I did appreciate Rios just like chomping on a cigar in the captain's chair of the stargazer. Okay. So the board queen is Picard's mother, right? Or something that the, the future board queen, why would it be Picard's mother? Why would the Picard's mothership be in there? I don't know. It's going to be Gerardi, I think. The one who's why, why, does there, why does everything have to have a fucking dumb mystery that we have to like wait like who is it this like why does this character wearing a mask for some weird reason until we'll find out later who it is why does Jean-Luc Picard who's a like 98 year old robot need to worry about his mother at 98 <laughs> years old and being a robot why couldn't they have given him like I don't know the, why can't the he body, fuck that hot Romulan woman? Why couldn't they have given him the body of like a 25 year old stud? Like I'd be pissed. I'd be like, I, 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 li- I literally died. You transferred my soul into a robot, but she gave me this like decrepit ass, like hundred year old robot body. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, Brent Spiner. Like, we, fuck you. We made sure to make, make your robot body exactly the same frail conditions as your real body. So there's no advantage at all. Like, Thanks assholes. Would, would, would you prefer it if they gave him Tom Hardy's body and it was just Patrick Stewart's voice? Sure. Okay. I mean, then Tom Hardy would have to like figure out a reason to wear something on his face, but yeah, Tom Hardy just needs to start repping the fact that he was in Star Trek Nemesis again. I was really digging the whole weird like fascist timeline, and I'm like, uh, 
until the fact that I saw that the fascist Starfleet insignia from the 1984 universe is just the Acura logo. Oh, really? <laughs> I was digging it, but I was like, all right, but like, so what's like Crusher like in this timeline? What's Jordy like in this timeline? Are we going to see Worf as like a warlord or something? But like, no, we got to catch up with these new characters who just wah, wah. All of them have to show up with goatees, even though it's not the mirror universe. And they have to have like little whips that they're just constantly whipping their other hand with. Also, just LOL, Picard's like hollow skulls. That was fucking rad. I love that. And it's like, like Sarek or something. Sarek, like Goldicott. I just yeah. love these like little name drops of like other characters. Which is weird because it's like, okay, so you are actually making the show thinking that somebody who's watched the old Star Trek shows has seen it. So that's interesting. But. Then you're like, let's pivot to hijinks with Gerardi being drunk at a weird space bar. See, I didn't mind Gerardi at the space bar. That was fun. Everything after was rough. I just don't think Allison Pill pulls off 24th century genius scientists. Ouch. Sorry. That's, that's Maggie from the newsroom right there. Yeah, it is. I'd but rather just I'd rather just watch the season of the newsroom where like COVID hits and let's see how they deal with it. You know, don't don't we all miss that show? I'd trade Twitter for another season of the newsroom. I I feel like Will McAvoy shoots himself on on camera <laughs> somewhere in like the second year of the Trump administration. <laughs> he just starts smashing his face into the news desk until mm-hmm. he dies. <laughs> no, but I mean. I'll I want to see though. how do they handle like the Cuomo stuff on newsroom, you know? Do you think he also like counsels Cuomo on how to, how to act? No, the, it would be very self-righteous. The show would be about the whole situation. Mm. But I'll say this, the Star Trek show, it makes me want to hang out with Allison Pill more. I bet she's fun in real life. I don't know if I can support that. Not from this show anyways. I can't stand mm. her character. Nails mm. on a chalkboard for me. Who's worse for you, her or Rafi? I'm going to go Rafi. It depends. Rafi, when she's not like having her one of her weird freakouts, mm-hmm. is like, like it's it's like she seems like she'd be a good number one until she completely loses it. And you're like, oh, you're a weird like space tweaker. Um, but otherwise, See, I think is, she's more tolerable. The reason I like I want to I want to couch my like shitting on Rafi in her freakouts is ad nauseum in their like star trek next generation they would constantly be a do a thing where they were like oh no no no, military training like all these characters they don't have freakouts like this mm-hmm. yeah they feel the shit they're not in human robots but like they they focus it into the way they're doing and, and i liked that yeah yeah it was because it wasn't cheap plot mechanics mm-hmm. any other show that, that basically streaming shows have to do yeah. to buy you one more episode yeah I guess they they film seasons two and three of the show back to back, just you know, just in case. Yeah, did I read that season three is intended to be the last? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Like, yeah. I need more Q. Seeing Delancey come back in was just like such a shot of adrenaline to the episode. Like he was rad. Well, because the fucking missed opportunity. Why didn't you ever have Q in a movie? Exactly. Hmm. But I know Spiner is somehow back in this season. The fuck is That's Crusher? Like the ancestor as soon. Hashtag we want Worf. Yeah, where the fuck is Doran, man? Yeah. Doran can be like another ancestor of Worf. 
<laughs> is he is he also on Earth? And I wonder how long they're going to spend in twenty twenty four. Uh, it seems like most of the season is being. Yeah, <laughs> it really has this vibe of like, hey, look, we found a way to just shoot on location in Los Angeles instead of using all these special effects. Yeah, uh, this is my like least favorite type of Star Trek time travel thing, though. When they no, come no, back to not present- like a Voyage Home fan. Voyage Home was fine, but then okay. like every time the TV shows do it, and it's like Cisco has accidentally killed this like organizer and now he has to like Bell take his rides, place yeah. like yeah like jesus on the cross i mean and, and kudos to having like a cast of color so that rios can do a storyline that's like a little real but it again it just smacks of like the streaming show needs one more episode yeah let's stretch out what the are we run. getting like eight episodes probably I don't know. And, and I, I feel can't like wait the show till the is... Borg Queen is somehow Picard's mom for just no reason at all. I don't like how the show is like de-emphasizing the importance of his time on the Enterprise. Like yeah. bring it back to Stargazer and all that stuff. It really made it seem like it's a Stargazer. It's weird. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's like was... they don't want you thinking about next generation too much, but like no, they don't. why would you be watching the show? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just I feel like I don't know, man. Whatever reason you tune to this show, you're getting ripped off. Well, enjoy the parent plus. Why can't he fuck that hot Romulan woman? He's Cause a he's, robot. Because he's, uh, you know, he's a 90 year old robot. Withdrawn. He's been. Is his serving, penis withdrawn? He's been serving the uh, the Federation so he doesn't have to deal with his emotions. This It's like they, they used to just be like, hey, Picard's just somebody who. You know, is dedicated to his job and he's happy about it. But now it's like, actually, no, he's not. He he has secret trauma that we have to explore. I don't care at ninety eight years old. <laughs> you have until your seventies to get into your trauma, your childhood trauma. I don't know. You're like, ninety nine. Like, <laughs> come on. Man. You're you're just trying not to walk down bright hallways. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're trying to do. You're not trying to stand in front of like the microwave too long because your robot body will short circuit. I've, Come on, fuck that, fuck that hot Romulan right, girl, John Luke. Let's talk about something that I think we enjoyed a bit more: the Batman. Yeah, I liked it. It was probably too long and a little too unwieldy plot-wise sometimes, but I'd, I'd say generally, I like the vibe. The vibe, like about an hour and a half in, it started to fade. But you know, I I, I liked the first three episodes of the first season of the Batman. <laughs> It started to fade like the last two or three. Um, you know, I, I feel like I have bigger nitpicks. I have smaller nitpicks. Um, uh, one big nitpick at the start, too much time of Batman being like shoulder to shoulder of cops. He was around cops a lot. Yeah. A lot. I mean, like. And not not just like th- Gordon, but like a room with a lot 25 of cops. cops in it. Yeah. Like several scenes. And then like, never mind the fact that he punches one of the dudes and like deals with police corruption. I feel like this movie is pretty pro cop. Copaganda. Well, it Isn't would it be not? one thing if there was like one scene where he like walked into the room and a ton of cops are there and it's like the the plot has reached a fever pitch where like they have to ask for Batman's help and it's right. like, oh, here he comes and he's surrounded by cops. But it was like right from the start, he's just like he shows up at like five or six different crime scenes with a bunch of cops. It's kind of weird. Well, and the bit where he walks the rat out to like a street full of cops yeah and like gives them like a bro nod or whatever how's that not propaganda 
I mean, this is really the most like Blue Lives Matter Batman we've ever had. Um, Paul Dano's which voice? Which voice? All of them. Which voice? <laughs> I um, I'm excited to potentially see uh, Zoe Kravitz return and play Catwoman. I'm not sure she was really playing Catwoman in this movie, but I think she could do a great Catwoman. So she's playing a, a mob boss's daughter who breaks into something once, basically. Other than how hot Zoe Kravitz is in this movie, how necessary is her storyline? Yeah. Even if you hadn't cast a woman of color as Catwoman, but especially when you did, I have no problem with, with a character calling out like white privilege in the Batman world. It's a movie about a billionaire who gets to dress up mm-hmm. in fetish gear and beat people up for kicks. But like, I was just like, he is a white guy who benefits from the system. <laughs> He's not going to do anything about white privilege. He should, for sure. He's going to go beat up more homeless people is what he's going to do. <laughs> and then yeah. the, the extra detail is that oh, we find out that this Batman, emo Batman, he then goes home and like rewatches him beating homeless people. He's got to study his tape. Yeah, he's got to break it down. Yeah. And like squirt out some juice. Yeah. Also, Thomas Wayne, fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think you're doing, Thomas Wayne? Like just casually asking a mob boss to deal with somebody and be like, "Oh, I didn't mean to kill him." Yeah, but like on the Catwoman thing, I just I wish that it was a Batman and Catwoman story that wasn't also like this quasi Penguin origin situation and also a Riddler plot because like it's just it's this movie is trying to be like every movie. Like I mm. want to see like like a, a Batman Catwoman movie where like there isn't another villain. We haven't mm-hmm. gotten that. Like she's always just like sprinkled in to another villain's plot line. It'd be re- interesting to like, how does Batman really deal with Catwoman as a potential foe and a romance at the same time? I'm like super perplexed by the HBO TV show spinoffs because the first one was supposed to be this like Batman Gotham city cop show, mm-hmm. which this fucking movie is a backdoor pilot for that show. Yeah. And then they were like, no, 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 actually we've pivoted. Now it's, it's about Arkham, Arkham Asylum, yeah. which is, mentioned once i think in the movie i don't think it's ever shown but it is shown at the end i'm sorry it's shown at the end but then they're like oh but don't worry we've also greenlit this colin farrell penguin show and it's like well how is that not the fucking batman cop show it's just a it's like a batman mob show you know and why like you already made that gotham show which wasn't very good yeah 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 exactly we don't don't give a fuck about this you can imagine a version of this movie that it was there was no riddler there is no penguin it's just all Catwoman is like taking out her revenge on various like uh, organized crime and like city officials and Batman is trying to stop her, but is like becoming involved there at the same time. Like that's, that's a movie plot, you know, but this movie's doing that and the Riddler and the penguin on top of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, cause like Matt Reeves went and watched like mm-hmm. Clute and five other like seventies movies. Yeah. And he's just like, fuck it. Let's do it all. Which I mean, it could be balanced worse. It for sure could be worse. I don't know. Like, I feel like I need a year and then like go back and we watch this movie and see what I think. Like I said, I like the vibe. I think. Uh, I, I mean, the ending was kind of washed out, pun intended. Yeah, I think I, I, my hope is that if they make another movie, they just like focus a little bit more. Like we don't need a three hour Batman movie. We make an hour and 45 minute Batman movie it has one villain in it and, you know, have fun. Also, say Bella Real 500 more times. So you thought she was... Uh, the secret villain. Oh, I, I for sure did. No. Or that she was going to be more pivotal to the plot in some way. No, I, I never suspected that of her. 
But I, I definitely want more Bella Real. Well, she's the new mayor, right? She got elected. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. She got she got elected to this toilet. <laughs> Where it only rains and it's always night or like and it's, or sunset. And it's literally yeah. literally flooded. Mm-hmm. Parts of it are flooded. I like they're like big deal at the end of the movie. This movie's totally flooded. This totally flooded. And then we're also going to show you a way too long sequence of Batman and Catwoman riding motorcycles on dry land. Like it's the end of like Fast Seven or something. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I live my life a quarter mile at the time, Catwoman. Yeah, and then he beats up. A I want a Catwoman who gets to actually say she's Catwoman. You know, is that too much to ask? Hmm. I'm just calling her Selena Kyle now. It's like it's too, it's too gauche to actually call her Catwoman. Also, also, her name is Selena Kyle. So when she when she confronts the mob boss, who's like secretly her father. And it's like secretly kill all these people and blah, blah, blah. She's just like, by the way, I'm Maria Kyle's daughter. And he's like, oh, my God. And it's like, it's not that small of a world, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Also, just the uh, the fake out. You went to the bathroom when he like brings the girl who dresses just like Selena Kyle to the funeral. And it's like, oh, that's grosser than. Oh, the mob boss says. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like he's got a type. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I like the idea of their iteration of Bruce Wayne. I don't know if I totally believe the way it was executed. I don't know if I felt like Alfred was like necessary in this movie. I mean, it's not the worst thing, but obviously this like I could go see the 1989 Batman as a kid and build my whole personality as a child around this. You're not taking your kids to this fucking movie. There's literally like a severed thumb in the first 10 minutes. I don't think it a, a 12 year old would enjoy this movie it's three no, hours so. long and it's just like and like the the visuals are like intentionally kind of grimy and distorted and mm-hmm. shot from like weird angles where you're not seeing the Quite action, frankly you know the toys the toys are boring yeah i mean obviously there's like a toy moment that we always complain about the crass capitalism in these movies but like fuck it if i'm a kid i want cool toys this, this movie doesn't have cool toys mm-hmm. which i don't i don't think it's necessarily the wrong move to make a batman that's not for toys. Um, I mean, you, you could argue the Nolan movies were mostly that way. Um, were they? I mean, they were. They definitely were. I rewatched Dark Knight Rises, like his EMP gun. You know what I mean? Like, there's, oh, there's, there's not a lot. But I mean, it's like you could tell Nolan. It's like he had to put that stuff in there, you know. But it's not really like the plot line. Like, I don't, I don't know. Does a twelve year old really enjoy watching the Dark Knight Rises? Maybe. Well, man, I I went rewatch Batman Returns, which is somehow always hornier than I than I. The, I think I'm, just, I'm spoiled time. by the Catwoman that I want Zoe Kravitz to be able to get to do that. Well, and the thing is, I look at those promotional photos, like the photo shoots they do. Mm-hmm. Those are very sexy. I think about back to this movie and I feel like the heat and their scenes together are almost all her. Like the well, way there, he's playing it. There's it's like, a I scene. I don't think this guy's ever had sex before. He, yeah, this Batman might be a virgin. Um, yeah. There's a scene where think it's like she's breaking into a place and then like he like he comes up behind her and like puts his his hand over her mouth to, you know because someone's coming i can't remember the exact like moment but it's yeah, something yeah. where yeah. it's like they're both hiding and he's like got one hand over her mouth and his other hand is kind of just like around her like midsection that should and, be hotter and it's i thought it was fairly hot i was like i'm kind of digging this like i don't know i, I was into it okay. I, I i think more of that because okay. those two i think they have good chemistry I think the I think we need Catwoman to be weirder and crazier, like in the uh, Batman Returns, and it'll just be more fun for everyone. Mm. 
Well, now, like, you have to have... I'm not saying that she's, like, cured of her mm-hmm. her trauma. Well, she's but, got like, her revenge or closure. Or but it's like, yeah. you almost have to go do something horrible to she her. She needs to fall down several stories through, like, several awnings or whatever, and then have Christopher Walken come. has to be, like, huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> and then the cats have to come and, like, lick her dead body, and then she's... <sighs> You yes. know, possessed by the yes. spirit of the cat or something. She has to come home and say, honey, I'm home. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just realized drink, I'm not married. Drink a bunch of milk, yeah. Yes. And just, like, go fucking ape shit on her apartment. Yeah. And take a single vinyl jacket and make it into a full body suit. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. And then, meanwhile, like, Colin Farrell needs to be, like, the most pussy-obsessed freakazoid we've ever seen in our lives. <laughs> What's I, the matter, sweetheart? When we did Batman Returns on this pod, I just remember watching that movie and just being like, Man, this is just foul. Like, I can't yeah. believe this is in a movie. Okay, so did we talk about? I, I know we. I vaguely remember that we did that episode. Yeah, but we like, did with Raquel. Rewatching it, I completely miss. I feel like Max Shrek one point actually says the word "puntain" to the to the penguin. He, he, they really go far. Yeah, a Batman movie with the word "puntain" in it. And they got Catwoman with the bird in her mouth and like the whole yes. stunt they did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just having Michelle Pfeiffer, who is an incredible actor, lick her back of her hand and then just rub it over her vinyl. But that's what cow. I want for Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do the photo shoot where she's literally licking a saucer of milk. Yeah. I feel like, like don't she's just make brave that a enough. photo shoot. Go yeah. for it. She's brave enough to do it. I don't know. I get a weird vibe that maybe Matt Reeves is also a creep. Not a creep, but like okay. just a weirdo. Well, he made all this Planet of the Apes movies. So. Yeah, who watches those? I, I never saw that one. I never saw that. I watched the first one, but he didn't do the first one, did he? No, it's Wyatt something, I think. Hmm. Um, I laugh because I remember I remember way back when when Schwimmer was going to do the Paul Bear, which that was like Matt Reeves' first movie. Was it really? Yeah. He directed was that? His first movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, I saw that movie in the theater. Really? What was that like? I, I think it was like Mother's Day or something. And my mom was like, I want to see a movie. And we ended up seeing that. <laughs> Is he that old? That was a long ass time ago. Apparently. We're that old. Apparently. Oh, yeah. That it old. was weird. It's like, I think it's like this guy whose Schwimmer wasn't really friends with dies. And like, so for some reason, he picks Schwimmer and his will to be his pallbearer. It's for I, sex, though, right? I, so there's a girl involved there has to be. i think he ends up fucking the dead dude's mom or something weird oh. i don't know it was a strange Whoa. movie i only okay. saw it the one time okay well, the next Happy head movie. Day. yeah next head can movie we're diving into the ball bear mm-hmm. a movie yeah. that only you have I, seen i guess overall i would give the batman a solid like b to b plus i think it's um it, i i enjoyed its willingness to just be so unrelentlessly moody and emo here's what it gets me to this movie is called the batman obviously there's the whole Mm -hmm. speaking of which ben affleck connection with all that bullshit yeah but like this movie is called the batman because of the way characters put emphasis on the batman in the christopher nolan movies right the batman well that was like that was like a meme for a while in like the early 2000s right i mean i I, goddamn batman and all that when we when we were about to watch the movie, I was like weighing my mind. Is it stupid if I say, like, it's simple. We watched the Batman. I don't know, or whatever, like a Joker voice. But I was like, that's a dumb joke. I know that just made on the podcast. Um, 
Yeah, anyway. I rewatched Dark Knight Rises, speaking of Tom Hardy. Is it called The Batman 2? I don't know. It's got to be like The Batman colon, I don't know, Sin City. Or um, (laughs) what's what's the the Court of Owls? That's a famous one, right? Yeah. Or The Long Halloween. The, The problem is that all of the suggested villains are, they leave me flaccid, including that little Irish creeps. Joker. Yeah, very Keegan as no, the actually, fucking you know Joker. Whatever I'm ultimately going to settle on because I'm not ready to give this movie like a star rating currently because I, I need to let it sit with me for a while. But whatever it's going to get, it's going to go down one star because of Barry Keegan's Joker cameo. It's going to. That's true. That's a bad idea. Here's my pitch for the Batman 2. Um, just, just do what I said with Catwoman. Have her doing something that Batman can't allow but like they still want to smash and it's super hot. And like the penguin Colin Farrell can be there just being weird as a penguin, you know, that's pretty hot, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And just, just uh, yeah. you know, keep it simple. We don't need to start adding a bunch of new villains. And then that this, this can be your like epic romantic middle act. And then your third act can be the long Halloween or something or hush or, you know, whatever. I just want a Bruce Wayne, Selena Kyle, Bella Real love triangle. Batman's just like, or Bruce Wayne, I guess, is dating the mayor on the side. Hell yeah. I mean, she was like, I, you know, I've been I, trying to I call you. I thought she was a little like, like, presumptuous at that wedding, not a wedding, sorry, at that funeral, <laughs> just being like, it's a wedding between a man and the ground. Just, yeah, just being like, hey, so about the fundraising, you know, you could really kick it down in my campaign. It's like, lady, we are at a funeral. I don't know if you noticed or not. Oh, like he's really like observing social norms yeah, of what's simply done or not done. <laughs> but also, like always, then Peter Sargard crashes the party and ruins everything. That like always. Creep. I like that. Uh, uh, what's his name? Your boy, Phil Coulson, had to like take to the Internet and be like, that's not me in that movie. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Clark, Craig. Right? Uh, I've owned my baldness long before. Peter he like married to Leah Thompson. Am I making that up? He was. Yeah, that's right. He was. Do you know? Did you know? Speaking of Leah Thompson, who yeah. directed that last episode yeah. of Picard, Leah Thompson. Leah yeah. Thompson. Yeah, yeah. She did a great job. I mean, the direction's not the problem I have with Star Trek Picard. It's, it's all the scripts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they booted Shabon. I mean, no offense, Shabon, but you 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 fucking shit the bed on this show. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, adventures of shitting in the bed. All right. Any more content? Uh, I can't think of any. Is there anything you want to bring up that's uh, dropped in the last two and a half months that we need to discuss? I mean, we, we talked about the Book of Boba Fett on our Nerdy Stars podcast. You want to hear us bitch and moan about that, like a bunch of old men? We don't ever promote ourselves. What is our Nerdy Star Wars podcast it's called? It's called Greedo Shot First. It's a Star Wars podcast for people who don't like Star Wars fans. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like if we had the energy, which we don't, Mm-hmm. And the time, which we don't, no. and the care to, which we don't, we could like really go big into like the Star Wars fandom with that. What's gross is that I know that if we wanted to and we had no soul, we could mm-hmm. just, we could, we could ring that, uh, I want to say ring the MAGA bell because let's face it, when, when it gets down to it, it's that. Where is we, this going? No, we could be just assholes who complain about Star Wars and yeah. like that could, we could like start selling ads. Like that's just a money maker. You know, like these, these like mm. just like dipshits who complain about like diversity and wokeness and, you know, mm. how mm. like Disney's ruining Star Wars. Like that's just like an industry in itself now. 
is my and like my, they're, my thing they're, they're was, doing it for the lord of the rings now i'm starting to see videos pop up on youtube about like you know people bitching and moaning about that show bitching and moaning about the batman movie and how it's too woke it's just it, it's just so gross that that's just like a an occupational like opportunity now when it comes to casting like 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 giving shows diverse casts i'm all for it. I'm, I'm woke as fuck on that i just think that you have to acknowledge that you have to you have to treat them well you have to write them with respect you have to make people want to come back for mm-hmm. them you know you need to like not fail them because these opportunities it's taken this long to get to this point you can't fuck it up don't don't you know? give that industry more ammunition yeah 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 Ugh. whatever instead somehow we're talking about you butter also bro do you still have a soul no okay wait, i had to leave it i don't know you were like if we had no souls and i was like oh. wait are you still rocking a soul i sold mine a long time ago dude oh, okay cool i had to lean in on the zoom call for mm-hmm. that that was very traumatizing <laughs> Let's talk about Deep Water. Mm. The 2022 Ben Affleck on to Armas vehicle. It's really like a 2020 movie. Like that's when it was supposed to come out, right? What were they expecting this movie to be? I don't know. They had the whole relationship very public, doing the pap walks constantly. Did yeah. they think, I mean, I can only assume uh, this is directed by Adrian Lyne, the guy who did Fatal Attraction and um, Unfaithful. Unfaithful, yeah, and like some other. Did he do nine and a half weeks? I'm not sure if he did that one or not. Oh, he's good question. Well known for like the erotic thriller. First movie in 20 years. Yeah, in 20 it's years. like, oh, this guy's coming back. He's going to show her how it's done with two show how it's done. hot actors who are like, we just want to see him smash and it's going to be super one hot. One very hot actor mm-hmm. and another guy who's been around for a while. We know who he is. I just want to again shout out the, uh, I think it's the Hunter Harris headline. There's no way Ben Affleck is that funny when you're talking about the uh, pap walks with him and Anna Darnes, oh, yeah. <laughs> which she should have won an Oscar for just whatever. PR I feel bad that for was. her because I'm sure at the I time. I feel bad for his kids because the kids were always involved with those photos. Yeah, but I mean, just at the time, this must have seemed like it was going to be a big thing. You right. know, it was like legendary erotic thriller director we're gonna make just like patricia Highsmith. this is gonna be a scandalous movie it's gonna get a lot of buzz but 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 also it was gonna have like a sexy mm-hmm. psychological complexity she's patricia coming Highsmith. off knives out yeah yeah it's it's like this is she's like ascendant and instead mm-hmm. this happens and that mm-hmm. blonde movie she made about marilyn monroe is who knows it's like straight I, ladies like even you find her cute also, your husbands or your boyfriends are like clearly like they've got a tab open on their phone that's just something Anna de Armas related. Do you want to share? Like you don't have an Anna de Armas tab? <laughs> Come on, the whole tab. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not walking the plank alone on this one. Yeah, we're getting ahead of our skis here. Do you have an opening yeah. statement? Sure. Uh, I think we we already said this already earlier, but I can see why they buried this movie for a while. Um, this movie is like taking the ending of Phantom Thread and deep watering it down. Uh, it's almost as if the writer of Euphoria fucking sucks. Uh, for a story about what do you mean it's almost as if? 
Yeah. For a story about transgression and obsession, this movie has no complexity, no sophistication. It doesn't go anywhere near as hard as it needs to go at all. If the main draw is like sex craze, Anna de Armas is like torturing Ben Affleck to the edge of sanity or for sexuality, like limits need to be pushed, if not broken. Instead, this movie plays out almost like it's a fucking sitcom without any jokes about infidelity and jealousy, but like lit like it's a David Fincher movie. Um, in summary, the real meta moment in this movie is when Tracy Letts, of all people, says to Ben Affleck, you're a real weird guy. You. That's actually the title for this episode. I already put that in there as a title. <laughs> you're a weird guy. Um, yeah, I am. I'm as I tweeted, I'm baffled by this movie. It it all like while I was watching it, I started to like question myself. Like I started to feel dumb. Like this is so bad. Like, am I missing something? Am I just not grasping the subtle genius here? Like, I, I am I getting to, cucked? Yeah, I started to worry that like, wait, like, should I be pausing whenever I make a note? Because like, when I look down at my phone to make the note, am I like missing some sort of subtle gesture? or a knowing glance that's like communicating something that I'm just missing. Is there more going on here? I know there's less. Um, yeah. In the end, it's like, no, this is, it's just bad. Um, the reason people are behaving like weird aliens on screen, there's, there's no big reveal about that. They just are. Um, I've heard this was hacked up in the edit room. I, I don't get what Adrian Lyon was going for here. I don't, I, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, there's this really weird lack of tension because it's like, it's very obvious that the honored Armas character is cheating on the Ben Affleck character. Mm-hmm. But like the movie seems to want us to question whether or not she is or something. And it's also, it's, it's very obvious that Ben Affleck knows he sees this happening constantly, but like they take a long time to actually show him like committing a murder spoilers, by the way. And like, even then it's like, it's in this weird flashback thing where it's like, wait, is he just imagining that he did it or did he really do it? Like, why are we, why are we building up this weird mystery when there's the cards have been on the table the whole time? Like I was just like confused constantly. Um, yeah, I, I still don't get it. it. Make it make sense. So one of the issues with this movie and adapting it in 2022, and it's also one of the book is one of Jillian Flynn's favorite books is that the book was written in the fifties when it was like scandalous as fuck to get like divorced. And so that's the other thing about this movie. It's like, have, are we in an alternate timeline where divorce doesn't exist or something? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's like the deal that the characters have made. I think the, the, well, it's funny. I think the characters are just as the age difference is just the same in the book, but like, you know how gross it is in the book than, than you do in the movie. But like the deal they have is like, keep it down the down low do what you got to do. Don't bring it to the house. Don't make me see it. Don't make the rest of the world see that you're cucking But it me. doesn't seem like they have that deal. Really no, no. The, the movie, movie is so fucking confusing because if they have that deal, it seems like Ben Affleck is somewhere. Ben Affleck is like acting at a He three. is on lewds through the whole yeah. movie. He yeah, has like, he, is. he has the weirdest, like just like dim smiles. Like he'll yeah. just like go like, play with his snails and just be like, I'm smiling. Like, I'm like, what is going on here? Is, is he like, like have like a mental disability or something that they just have revealed. The movie needed to go hotter, need to go hotter for sex scenes. You got Anna Armas. I mean, if you're going to have her and like have her be an exploitive object, do it. But you also need to make him weirder. If he's like imagining guys fucking his wife, 
have him jerking off to it or whatever the fuck. Like, I, I, this movie is insane. And also, their fucking social circle. This podcast oh could either be God. very short or very long because <laughs> I don't understand their fucking social circle once whatsoever. This, this was all I understood of it, which is that I would fucking kill myself if I had to go to parties with seemingly like 50 people there where there's all these little rugrats running around and everyone's yeah. drinking and getting high and there's like live music with this like yeah. funk band and Always. I'm having to socialize with these like asshole, like bougie people talking about yep. like what's private school they're sending their kids to. I would just, yep. I would walk into the water and choke myself. But now imagine also that, but your wife is clearly fucking a dude in front of everyone. But she's like, it's like, I don't know. It's so funny. I feel like, didn't we recently podcast about boogie nights? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, go full little bill, though, you know, go full little bill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Do we still do top moments? Because I only have one. Um, I don't know. We, we can do whatever we want. It's our podcast. The only top moment I have is just anytime Ben Affleck is sticking it to one of the guys who's cucking him, because it's the only time that he's fucking alive in this movie. That is true. Yeah, the one the one bit where he's talking to is it Charlie, I think, and Charlie's like, "Are you like threatening me, man?" Yeah. Well, the guy, no the the guy at the beginning who is like Jesse Plemons if he's conventionally hot. Like if if you Photoshop Jesse Plemons' face I, on the I, Brad Pitt's body, I would disagree with that. I think I think there's a weird thing in this movie where all the dudes on Armas is into have like, I don't want to be mean, but there's something weird with all these dudes' faces. They well, yeah, they're like weird baby faces that never like developed or something. Like they all have weird faces. The guy, the first guy, is the worst. Yeah. Like he is a joke about male model like squint. It looks like Stop. it looks like Stop. you like in Photoshop you drew a little like thing around just his face and then mm-hmm. you shrunk it down just a little bit, but like left that's, the rest of his head. That's what I'm saying is if you Photoshop Jesse Plemons' face on the Brad Pitt's like nineteen nineties body. But then shrunk it down, just like just make it a little yeah, smaller. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, all you can do is squint mm-hmm. and then squint some more. <laughs> also, my man. Play it blonder. Whatever you're doing, I need you blonder. Are you like threatening me? Dude, read the room. <laughs> I, this is what I didn't understand. Okay, so she is uh just just willing to flaunt this shit in front yeah. of her husband yeah. constantly. What's yeah. up with these dudes? I understand she's very hot, but like I would be like, should we go somewhere else? This right. is weird to do this in front of your husband. Well, but but Here's the detail that gets me is that when the guys go and talk to him and they're just like, what's up, brah? Like, it's totally innocent. You know that, right? It's like, no, it's not. Own it. Have him smelling your fucking hand. Well, cause the, Be the, like, Ben Affleck, lick my hand. It was just in your wife's skirt. It would only make sense if she had told them, don't worry. He's cool with it. We have an arrangement. Yeah. And yet at the same time, they're when they talk to him, they're like pretending that they're not doing anything with her. And well, Also, the movie is like. I'm not saying it's the most conventional thing in the world, but like we have polyamory. <laughs> like it exists out there. This movie ex- acts like it, like none of this exists whatsoever. I mean, like you could get away from all of this. If Anna Armas just turned to all of Ben Affleck's loser dude, bro friends and was just like, we have an arrangement. And they're all like, Oh, but it breaks down though. When like, clearly they don't. You know? <laughs> like, right. Right. But still she could say that. Yeah. yeah. Also all of the female friends, fucking throw themselves 
at Ben Affleck. Like when Mary walks up to him at the beginning of her like cleavage, she's even like, look, my cleavage is out. It's like, fuck her. Fuck her. She's awesome. She's so fun. Tracy fuck Letts' her. wife, who's just like completely willing Mr. to Connelly. throw her own Woods. husband under yeah. the bus. Yeah, she's like, that guy sucks. I'm Even though it seems pretty clear that you murdered that dude, I'm on your side. Also, Tracy Letts had to like walk off the set of this movie each day, call his incredible wife, Carrie Coon, and be like, career low. Today I yelled, go inside, Goldie, for 25 minutes. What <laughs> or, is Tracy Letts doing in this movie? Or I had to call Carrie Coon and be like, Today I filmed a scene in which I and my Prius was chased by Ben Affleck on a bike and he won. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's this fucking movie. Also, all right, let's jump in the general stuff here. Mm-hmm. From the opening musical cue, you know this movie is going to be bad. Um, What, just like the score or the old McDonald the, the, thing? No, no, before old McDonald's, whatever the fucking like quote unquote sexy song is playing you're like well this is fucking trash they needed to go get uh george s clinton the guy who did the score for wild things that's what this movie needed this movie didn't need to be way hornier and way sleazier yeah well like oh my god matt dillon would have just licked up the scenery not even chew the scenery licked up the scenery in this movie well Um, fundamentally it it doesn't make sense to me because it seems it seems like it should either be they should play it where like he keeps seeing his wife do all this stuff, but he doesn't know for sure. Right. Like I kept the, I was expecting it to be that at first where it's like, it really seems like she's all over these other dudes, but she says they're just friends, you know? So, and like, and like his like growing paranoia. I had a, a twist that I thought I identified in the first like 10 minutes that becomes my make one change later. That's right. I'm going to warn you now is super hackish, but I still think it's better than this hackish bullshit. But the, Explain to me this fucking weird rewound, like uh, uh, in media ray beginning. That's oh, not the, quite the same. I mean, it's a little gone girlish, I guess. But but the metaphor is even there because in this opening version, he's riding his bike over the credits through the country. He comes home. He like takes off his shoes and pants. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't do that in the ending version. But like because yeah. because the ending is supposed to be kind of a repeat of the beginning. But there's Anna de Armas smiling, looking adorable jumping on any google image search for honored armis and feet and then there are a lot of feet i noticed in this yeah. yeah have him be weird have him suck on her fucking toes go oh, yeah. full cute quentin I, tarantino i guess to, to jump right to the end spoilers by the way um it seems that she ultimately likes it when he goes and murders dudes that she's into yeah but yeah. halfway through the movie she's mad that he like it doesn't make any sense to me like at the end of the movie it plays as though like oh this has happened before and it will happen again and this is like their weird kink but in the middle of the movie she's like how dare you you murdered him you son of a bitch and so it's like i don't don't understand what we're doing here the the ending just does not hold logic for like two seconds yeah And, and i get like all i really require for a movie is for the logic to hold until the theater lights come back on and I walk into the lobby of the theater. That's honestly as, as long as I need the logic to hold. This movie doesn't even make it that far. I, um, I like when she yelled at Alexa to stop playing that stupid old McDonald's song. I just wrote in my notes in the very first five minutes. From the very beginning of this movie, Ben Affleck seems miserable. I think he's drinking again. Yeah, he really just seems checked out and like on ludes, like like sedated heavily. 
the I didn't look this up because I don't want to know because I don't want to shit talk a child, but I'm going to shit talk this child. Mm-hmm. The child actor who plays their daughter, you can tell from minute one when like the production loves this little actress because they make like, her sing a lot. Yeah, well, you can tell that they're you're going to see way more of this little girl than you need to. It did give us a scene ending. where the daughter says, "Why won't you tell me how you did it?" Yeah, yeah, but. uh they seem so so Ben Affleck's character Vic, he Vic. um will will find through the course of the movie that he's like a millionaire, maybe several times over because he invented a chip that is used in drones, and so yeah. he's like retired and he spends all his time with bike slugs. riding and playing with slugs, which is never explained, which is almost impressive that they're willing to do that. Also, photography. Sure, yeah, like like feet feet photography. In photography, that is almost exclusively the detritus of his wife. It's mm-hmm. like the hole that his wife has left in his life. And so he doesn't work and she doesn't work. And so all they do is like get drunk and go to the just like an endless procession of awful parties with this like social circle that they have, which just mm-hmm. is, was like nails on a chalkboard to me every single time. Sitcom sitcom like like social circle mm-hmm. um jesus christ and like fucking it, dash mihawk when like little rel who i enjoy but like little rel was like the voice of reason in a completely different movie than this one and i i for a long time i was like what new orleans bullshit is this do i realize oh yeah that's right they're in they're in louisiana um what's with the snails what is with the snails i, I would like he nothing ever comes to of it at all. I mean, yeah. she does find the wallet and the thing, but that's not. I wouldn't really count that. Like, why this character is like deeply? Why obsessed are you with keeping snails. the wallet with the snails? Yeah. What is the metaphor for the snail cave? There's got to be one. What the fuck is it? It's like I said. It's almost impressive that they never even bother to explain it at all. At one point, he's like really mad that like the guy suggests eating snails. And he's mm. just like, you have to starve them before you eat them or they'll poison you. And it's like, oh, my God, those poor snails that you're starving. Like, I, I, I it's so weird. Yeah. So anyway, so the first party they go to, there is a child who somehow has the body of Brad Pitt at the interview for a vampire premiere and the haircut. Charlie. And he's clear. He's no, that's not Charlie. That's that's Joel. not Charlie. That's no. Joel. Sorry, who's Charlie? Charlie is the second guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch the show, but but Charlie is Nate Jacobs from Euphoria. Is who he the really? Internet, yeah, who the internet either loved or hated, depending on which week it was for Euphoria. What's with all these fast face dudes? Anyway, yeah. um, anyway, so like they're they're clearly going to fuck. But this is like or, a dinner party where they're wearing like incredibly elegant evening dresses, and there's champagne being served, and there's like a hundred people there. There's a live right. band playing like slap funk and doing like guitar solos and making guitar right. face. That was just, I couldn't handle that. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, so Ben Affleck is watching this. He's, he's like getting drinks. I couldn't tell if the bartender was flirting with him. If he was flirting with the bartender, if they were going to like be two guys jerking off in a hot tub later or what was going on. Then this chick, Mary comes up. Better movie. Yeah. Mary comes up. He's got two dude bros for his, his bros throughout the movie. His like sitcom, mm-hmm. his Kevin James sitcom bros. Oh, you're you're skipping that. Uh, something but, but, important. But, but but my point is, why are you introducing Mary first? 
it almost implies she's going to be a much more interesting character and she should be this is an actor who is alive <laughs> no he ben affleck just like drifts through this party yeah seemingly doesn't really want to be there is annoyed to see his wife gallivanting around with this dude at this point mm-hmm. we don't know like we're like do they have a relationship do they not i don't know why the movie isn't more clear about that right right like we spend half the movie just kind of baffled Anyway, um, there's a very important thing that happens here as he's uh, kind of slowly stalking his wife through this party as yeah. the, they go outside with the slap funk band right in front of the pool. And uh, Affleck kind of walks down a hallway and he looks over and there's just two random people with paper bags over their heads with faces on them. Presumably that is Aria uh, Fitzgerald or Fitz, you know, and Ezra Fitz. This at the party, they're part of the social scene. They moved to Louisiana. Yeah. Good for them. Left the kids at home. Makes sense that they would be friends with Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas's weird shit going on. Oh my god, you could have easily gotten rid of Dash Mihawk and just written in Ian Harding. Better movie. Yeah. Da- Honestly, Dash Mihawk, Harding- they're like, we really want you to go method for this and let yourself go because you're playing like a middle aged dude. Well, Dash Mihawk is exactly like tim or eric whichever guy it is in uh us is like trying to be yeah yeah you're right i mean the, like the, I mean, honest- the, the uh, what's her face um peggy elizabeth moss elizabeth moss's elizabeth- husband yeah yeah but like uh which i think is also a previous episode but um honestly this movie better with ian harding and the ben affleck role i mean honestly ian harding and lucy hale this is a cheaper can we just, movie can we start working in the whole pll cast and then maybe get rid of Affleck, and then it's just a PLL movie, you know? Honestly, if Mary was Shay Mitchell, because I don't know what the hell Shay Mitchell's career is anymore. Oh, she's just like a mogul now or something. She's a mogul who's also on a, uh, uh, whatever that Dollface show is with, Mm -hmm. um, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Darcy from the Thorn. She's got like a couple shows that she's sold. Like, she's got a production company. Yeah. But but they're the the shows that are quote-unquote sold, but you're never going to see them. Yeah, money's money, you know? Yeah, money's money. Um, well, remember like her and Marlene sold the heiresses? That's not mm-hmm. going to be a real show. Yeah. Um, so anyway, at some point, Melina, or Melinda, sorry, gets drunk. Melinda's she's, like, on, on Yeah, she's on the piano. She's giving a toast. She starts singing a song that I have never heard of. <laughs> and everyone is singing the chorus, too. And I'm like, that's not real. I just have to point out that they like we, we make sure to linger on the guitar face of this guitarist here. And she's yeah. like soloing. I'm just like, what am I watching? This is so weird. Yeah. I'm but trying to remember not- the last time I saw somebody play an electric guitar in a movie. It's like it's been a while. But my point is, it's never weird enough. No, uh, it's not weird enough. It's more just like this feels like this was made by like, I don't know, a Frenchman who's like visited New Orleans once or something, you know, like, no, but it said it's, it's Adrian line. Who's yeah. just like past his prime. I think that dude's 80. I don't know. Anyway, this is going to be a long podcast now. Cause I'm drinking, mm-hmm. yeah. but Ben's eventually getting another drink from the bartender who I've, by this point I've decided this guy wants to suck his dick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's gone like, girl, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you actually you can see, see it? Hog? You can, can you, you can fucking see it. Yeah. I I'll, I'll it, send you a screen grab if you'd like. I dare you. Mm-hmm. Well, like, well, first of all, God. that implies that you have it. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd have to pull it up. I don't. I don't have you're it. like Just... you're gonna be like boop 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 hog file. <laughs> <laughs> here's Orlando Bloom. Here's Ben Affleck. 
If you're baffled as to why women are into Ben Affleck, I can give you some photographic evidence. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, Jennifer Garner suffered enough, but there's purpose for it. Okay. okay. So let me ask you a question. If you had to have a male celebrity's hog on your computer, who would it be? If I had to? You had to. I don't know. I'll just say Ewan McGregor, my standard I response. Knew you, yeah. I knew you would. I mean, he's, you, you, he's got it out a few times. You'd be a little confused if you and McGregor showed up at a party and started flirting with you. Or my wife. No, I wouldn't be confused by that. <laughs> You're just like, I'm going to get face first in that, that wet mess. I'm like, don't uh, worry. They have an arrangement. She's like, we do. I'm like, yeah, you do now. <laughs> I like you telling your wife after the fact we have an arrangement. And that arrangement is he's on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, like the, the dude who's been making time, the baby face, Brad Pitt, Jesse Plemons, baby boy, Joel. comes up, Joel comes up to him. He wants to have a man to man talk about how cool it is that like you're letting me like spend time with your wife. And then Ben Affleck, this is finally, he's finally alive. And he's just like, you know, that guy around here who went missing, he was seeing my wife a lot too. Wink, wink. Um, then he starts getting this like hand soap or this hand sanny or whatever on his hands. It is wet as fuck. It is like he's got his hand in a <laughs> jar of mayonnaise as he's washing his hands. What room are we in? That's what I want to know. It's like a bathroom it, or no, it's, it's the, there's like he's by the wet bar, I think is what he, what's going the on. The sink is in the yeah. middle of the room. They're facing each other. I was like, is this the kitchen? Mm. I can't fucking tell. I don't usually have an opportunity to face off of a guy while I'm washing my hands. I mean, you're missing out clearly. It's so wet. Mm -hmm. And then like, he's like telling this basically this dude, like, Hey, what's up, man? I straight up killed this guy who was like doing the same thing you're doing to my wife. And blonde Dumbo is like, and he's like, do you feel threatened? Yeah. You feel in charge. Yeah. This guy, what makes this scene so sad is this blonde Dumbo plays every scene he's in like he's not getting enough oxygen to his brain like he doesn't really comprehend that like huh so i'm like fucking this dude's wife and it seems like he's mad about it right and he's like threatening to kill me how weird that's just not not, that's not funny bro you're not usually this dumb and this hot like i i don't want to mince words folks if you're listening to this podcast still i don't know why you are but it's like this poor sad kids make a wish wish was the fuck Anna de Armas while Ben Affleck right. watched? Yeah, high five, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Anna de Armas, do you think that was really her playing the piano there? No. You don't think so? I, it wouldn't sort of shock me if she was just like threw herself into this role. I mean, because she, she really captures a vibe of being awful. And yet she's still Anna de Armas. So it's like, I feel like you, the viewer at home, is doing this calculation. You're like, would I put up with this? Maybe. Hell yes, you would yeah, though. You probably Let's would. get to the bottom line. Yeah. It's Anna de Armas. It's like it's what line could my theoretical wife Anna de Armas cross before I would have to put my foot down? Let me say two things. One, I talked about how exploitive they should be of Anna de Armas. I apologize. She is actually, I think, shockingly an incredible actor. Like they don't let her go far enough with like the Glenn Close complexity that she could bring to this role. Second, I would debase myself in vile horrible ways just to shake on Darmus's hand. W- am I wrong, dude? You're not wrong. I'm just an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the blonde Dumbo finally leaves because he's smart enough to be freaked out. And then like, Linda's like bummed and Ben Affleck just watches. And then also Robin is playing at this party, which has baffled me. 
Anyway, so Munza has a few drinks because I think there's a not so subtle subtext that she's an alky, like a big time alky. I mean, it seems like the what you could infer is that she has a drinking problem because she hates the marriage that she's in, or at least seemingly mm. does. And she's constantly trying to step out on this dude who she hates. Yeah. Um, and she's pissed because she's like, what'd you say to that guy? Like, you left in a hurry. You clearly said something. Mm. Um, nice smoking scene here. When's the last time you saw that in a movie? you really. Yeah. Not not in the Batman because because Colin Farrell wasn't allowed to smoke. There's a whole weird thing where when they're driving home, she's got another feet shot, got her feet up on the dash there. Shouldn't do that. Yep. That's unsafe. What's with the apple? She so yeah, I was gonna say she like takes an apple like a, with that has like maybe like two bites out of it that mm-hmm. she's been like storing in the center console. She just like takes it out and just eats it, and it's like seemingly it's been there for like four hours or something. She's just eating Folks, more of the apple. Pick out an apple. It's still pick hot, three, but you know. T- Take three bites of an apple, set it down for 10 minutes, and then pick it up again and ask if you want to eat it. I mean, maybe it's not a red delicious. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, and then, oh, the other detail. She not yes. only takes a bite of the apple, she takes another bite and then kind of like spits it out into her hand and mm-hmm. passes Ben Affleck that bite of the apple and just like yeah. shoves it right in his mouth. Should be hotter. There's a it's lot not- of weird stuff in this movie that it just doesn't come together. All I want from this movie is for literally any character to spit in another character's mouth. <laughs> I don't care if it's Tracy Letts and I don't care who. Little Rel. There's a weird thing where she comes home and just like kind of like undoes the the top of her dress and kind of like lets it hang down. Yeah. And, you know, so she's like nude um, and like while the babysitter while he's paying the babysitter. And he's just like, honey, what the fuck? And yeah. she's like gets mad at him for it. She says America is so suffocating. Yeah. Because she's got a little bit of that Liam Neeson thing where every time she's in a movie, you have to be like, oh, oh, she's clearly vaguely Latinx. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like, you know, like Liam Neeson, even though he's playing true blue American, he's also slightly Irish. He's like massaging her feet and like oiling her up, like her nude body, rubbing yet, her down. And, but then she's like, all right, you can go to bed now. Like, close the door on the way out. And you're like, okay. Well, he she she gets another thing that's clear. Oh, so I'm just going to say it now. Earlier with the drinking thing, to me the movie was setting up a thing that Melinda blacks out and kills these dudes. That would be more interesting. I, I know that's hacky as shit. That's like an '80s Brian De Palma twist. But like, honestly, tell me you like you're handed this script and you're told to rewrite it. That actually gives you something to work with. I wanted there to be, it seemed like they were, they wanted it to be a mystery. Like, oh, is he actually killing these dudes or not? Mm-hmm. But then they kind of answer that question about halfway through the movie. And so Ish. they're just kind of like, okay. Ish. And then they answer it more. And then yeah. it's like, what was, I don't know. It would have been more, it would have been more interesting if you were never sure, you know, if it was right. like, is he doing something or is he not, you know? Right. But, yeah. But I mean, like if the twist was that Ben Affleck's actually been like a, devoted wife guy this whole time just cleaning up after his like crazy yeah, yeah. sexy hot if, if you see him with the body at, wife. W- at one point and you're like yeah. oh he did it but no he's actually just covering up for her like that kind yeah. of thing yeah yeah it's cheesy as fuck but it gives you something to work i'm with. into it that's fun and then like yeah they have like a, a, amazing sex after she murders somebody i like oh, there it. he goes sam levinson fuck you mm-hmm. fuck you um but yeah anyway so at one point, she says, "Like you clearly don't respect my brains, but Joel does, and he that turns her on." Does he? Well, Joel whatever. has no brains. But, Joel's, but Joel's think, impressed that you had you can breathe without thinking about it. 
Yeah, seriously. But I mean, I think, okay, so it's like we're starting to get a sense of the disconnect between these two people. Um, so then Vic goes down to, and I wrote my notes as I'm live blogging this. I don't even know what this is. He's got a bunch of it's, slugs. It's like snail He's palace. a slug scientist. There's a little montage that shows that he's super into slugs. That's what I and wrote. It's, it's like filmed very stylized with these kind of high key lights. And yeah, like, I don't know. It's, it's for some reason, this is filmed sexier than like the sex scenes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The actual it's more sensual. Scene, the actual sex scene between Ben Affleck mm-hmm. and Ana de Armas is 10 seconds long. He is diddling slugs for well past that amount of time. The next morning, the daughter's doing yeah, He's science. doing more like with his fingers to these slugs than like scenes where it's like he's about to get roadhead, but then she apparently bites his dick off screen. Also, the, uh, the uh, fucking trailer, what a lie. What a lie. She's not... She's not giving him an HJ. No, he's giving he's giving her one and a half seconds of a, of a fingering. Mm-hmm. That's what, not what even a of, finger blasting. No, you're not one and a half seconds. Like is a not finger enough poof. times. It's not even enough time to pretend to caress the G spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next morning, the daughter's doing science with potatoes and electricity. Melinda's hungover, which again, I'm like, okay, boom. My twist is absolutely correct. Can we do 25 minutes now on the amount of mayo that she puts on this sandwich that she's making? So much mayo. Time? Like it's like three tablespoons. Was I supposed to be turned on by the mayo? Again, the mayo. When he's washing his hands, if he just fisted that mayo, that's how wet the washing his hands sounded. It was gross. So much mayo. Yeah. Um, again, the movie just loves showing you how fucking precocious and cute this little kid is. The only detail about the kid that's interesting is that she's clearly more bonded with her dad, and she she knows how to like emotionally torment her mother mm-hmm. yeah um so he drops off the kid at school there's some random mom who's just like hey, hey all the other mills at this school just are dying to fuck this guy they all also love him. rachel blanchard you were tv's Cher horowitz how is this where your career spat you out how is that but she's like hey man i heard this joke about you fucking killing this guy Anyway, you should have called me to help you bury the body. I'll suck your dick right here on the side yeah. of the road. I think it's totally cool that you're joking about murdering someone. Yeah. That's yeah. so hot. If you need anything at all from me, just let me know. I will suck your intestines through your dick right here. Yeah. Um, so I think goes to get lunch with his bros. This is the most Kevin James sitcom moment where the bros are just like, Dude, she's clearly like fucking this guy in front of our ambiguous social circle. Well, and he has this weird thing where whenever this gets brought up, he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, he just like plays dumb about it. You know, yeah. he's like, no, that guy's just a friend. It's like, what am I watching? I don't understand. Like, what right. am I supposed to be getting out of this? Well, my wife is just making out with guys and giving them hand jobs in public. But yeah, they're just friends. It's yeah, hand it's, job, hello. it's not like, well, she seems pretty familiar with that guy, but you know, maybe she's just like that with everyone. It's like, no, she's literally kissing these dudes. Like, that's... You can't really explain that away. Okay. Let's discuss platonic relationships. Mm -hmm. How many fluids can be exchanged between platonic friends? Zero. Zero. (laughs) When it it hits two, Mm -hmm. we need to have a panel review how platonic this is, right? Um, But yeah, now... Now, Melinda's back at the house. Melinda's pissed if she's heard this same joke. So Joel... She does this whole which, scene with like a bunch of toothpaste in her mouth. Yeah. Which should be more sexual. It's not. Yeah. 
Also, I don't know if this is autocorrect or if this is subconscious, but I, re- I meant to write, Joel was leaving on Saturday, so she invited him for dinner on Friday. I apparently wrote, this joke guy. <laughs> anyway, that's that's Joel. He's a joke. But but Joel shows up. Ben Affleck is like fucking with him, telling him that it's the two of Why them for dinner. Why are they just constantly inviting these dudes over who are like cucking you? Like, it's so no. weird. Getting cucked is one thing. Having to cook for your cuck, mm-hmm. cooking with cucks, that's a weird spinoff. Yeah. There's a whole thing where he's like, like uh, Affleck says, like, oh, we're making a like lobster bisque or something like that. I can't remember what it, some, some sort of shellfish dish. And the guy goes, oh man, I'm allergic to shellfish. And I'm like, oh, that's how he's going to kill this dude. Never, right. never comes up. Just no, uh, no, no. So the joke is that we cut to dinner and this guy's eating a cheese or a grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. And like, and Armas is like going to take a bite, which, you know, Hey, there you go. Settle about is Anna Armas like? Could she make grill, eating grilled cheese hot? Yes, she can. Yes, she and, can. And she kind of like shits on uh, the lobster bisque or whatever. It's like I don't really like it either. In your face, so they, Ben Affleck, in your cooking. So, in a better screenwriter's hands, you've got some barbs, some some, some subtle barbs between Vic and Melinda, where she's like, "Oh, on our first day, he took me to a nice restaurant. I ordered mac and cheese because you know I'm not I'm not fancy like this pretentious douchebag." Uh, and she's like, "He was clearly ashamed of me." And then he counters with. No, I just realized that you were ordering off the children's menu to save room for alcohol. Thanks. Yeah. And then she's like, you know, I, I, I wish you were normal. And he's like, well, if I were normal, I don't think that Joel would be over here having dinner with us. Which is like, okay, finally, finally. And Joel's just like, can I go? Yeah. No, but Joel's not smart enough to realize yeah. that this is awkward enough. Joel has never Why would seen- you come over, Joel? Like, what the fuck? Because my Joel husband has, was just joking about murdering you. Come on over for dinner. He'll apologize. Yeah. I'd be like, jo- you know what? It's cool. It's cool. Here's the cautionary tale. Joel has never seen the dinner party episode of The Office. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love this. Like, Joel goes to the bathroom. Melinda's like, he, she turns into the daughter who's had to watch all this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Daddy's going to watch read you a bunch of bedtime stories <laughs> he's you can have him read you the most bedtime stories ever and he needs to stay up there for a yeah. long time and he yeah. doesn't need to come back down and say good night to me because i'll be busy until mommy's come at least twice mm-hmm. um yeah so he's sure enough he's a he's the dad guy he's up there like reading his like daughter like stories in bed and she's like hey uh why is mommy so different around other people and he's like huh and she's like, oh, by the way, I don't like Joel because he's a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. And so he goes downstairs later and she's drunk. And like, she's like, she's like, oh, you're tired. You should go to bed. He's like, I'm wide awake. And so I think like somehow he, she makes Joel a drink, but then he like takes it and brings it no, to no, Joel. No. She tells him to go make Joel a drink. Right. Yeah. Which for a moment there, I'm like, is she trying to swing a three way? Because this will be the weirdest three way I've ever seen in my life. Joel's like, I'm not trying to like remasculate you. Remasculate, good God. And then like, like, you know, Joel's like, hey man, by the way, you made a weird off-color joke to me at the other party, the other bizarre party. I would like an apology. And Vic's like, I'm not gonna apologize. I straight up killed that dude. <laughs> that dude I joked about killing, I fucking killed him. It's like BTW, every so often your Uber. Affleck gets a pulse. Yeah. yeah. I ordered yeah. you. Oh, your Uber's here. I didn't order an Uber, dude. And he's like, I did. Do you remember the episode of Angel where Gwen Radin like shocks Angel and he has a heartbeat? That's Ben Affleck in this fucking movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, by the way, I called you an Uber. And the guy's like, hey, man, I don't, I don't, I didn't call an Uber. He's like, yeah, I called you an Uber, asshole. The, the that's, how, that's how this works. To be railing a dude's wife and then ask for an apology because that guy threatened you. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what you weird upside down world do we live in here? This guy completely bullshits the like hot, dumb graph. He goes way too far into the dumb and not enough into the hot. Yeah. So the next day they're having like, or some other time they're having like a New Orleans-esque porch just, party. Just another crazy party with like 50 people. And Tracy yeah. Letts is there being a weird creep. He's like a writer. Well, like Tracy Letts is basically playing like, uh, the closest analogy I come up with is like Quilty from Lolita. But I, initially in my notes, I wrote is like Tracy Letts playing himself. Kind of. He says he's like a writer. He's done some stuff for Hollywood. And they're like, oh, what do you write about? He's like, myself, mainly. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, my, my initial notes, so I was like, man, I really hope that Tracy Letts also cucks Ben Affleck in this movie, because that'd be, that'd be comical as fuck to kind me. Kind of impressive, yeah. That'd be like Tom Scare and Poison Ivy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, folks, I know my erotic thrillers. Um, but yeah, Tracy Letts, he's like, I sold a script that, about a guy like myself who writes noir and covers a vast conspiracy in his own town, in my own town. And like the two buddies are like, uh. <laughs> well, and then he, a, like he starts the one time that Dash Mihawk is good because you just like, uh. he, and then the Trace Let starts giving Vic shit here about like, well, you develop a, a drone weapon that kills people, like you're a bad human being, you know? Yeah, and yeah. he's like, well, it could, you know, be used to find homeless people too or something. I don't know. Well, just I don't say just, I don't tell him how to use it. There's two hilarious moments in this scene because Ben Affleck is like, oh, what do I do? I, number one, build web apps. I publish magazine poetry and photography. That's how he words it. I ride my mountain bike most of the time. I hang off my daughter. And he's like, okay, fine. And then he's like, what's your name? And he's like, my name is Vic Van Allen. It's like, that's not a real name. <laughs> that's a screenplay You're, name. That's not a real fucking name. And then Trace Lights is like, oh, I know you. You're the guy who killed Martin McRae, the guy that he joked about killing mm. to uh, baby Jesse Plemons. And they're like, and everyone else is like, come on, man. That was a joke. Not funny to bring it up. Or it, yeah. It's just so weird. Why are all his friends so supportive of this dude? He's clearly a murderer. And his, his <sighs> and wife even... there, Chris and Connolly, like, I, I was expecting like an affair between them. I mean, go for it. That guy insulted your drone warfare chip that she you made. Like, stick is it to him. In to it. Yeah. But and so, like, some time passes at this party. And he's just like, hey, you want to dance? And she's like, yeah, I love to dance. And the dancing consists of just like a fuck ton of spinning. It's just all like, spinning that spinning. everyone's very impressed with. One pathetic dip. And then I thought that the, we, we keep hearing that this character's name is Kelly Wilson, Kelly Wilson, Kelly Wilson. I kept thinking that like when he finally dips her, Kelly Wilson was going to vomit onto the, uh, the dance floor. But, but, but yeah. it's, we're supposed to get that like that Ana de Armas is like, like she's getting jealous. It's like, this is working on her, you know, like it's has like, it oh, ever, he's getting her back or something. Has that ever really worked? Yeah. Well, and so on the way home from the party, she's like, pretends like she's about to give him roadhead and then like bites him instead because she's like, are you going to fuck that woman? You know, like yeah. you think she's hot. Like you even considered it like screw you. And then cinematic glory. Anna Armas pulls a pube off of her tongue. What the fuck? Uh, so they go home. 
that, that she's she she interprets like finally she's gotten some passion because we find out that's what's been lacking into her mind is that Vic Van Allen has never given her passion. So they're going to fuck. This sex scene is 15 seconds long and shot in a way that will give you seasickness. And that's the line, a, you kiss my ass. I think it's implied that he also eats ass, but mm-hmm. the movie, the camera does not linger. I want to say not that, enough like, to even like understand it's it's all like so like shaky cam like you don't know what's going on yeah he, he like kisses around the curve of her her buttock but I can't tell if he like goes between the cheeks mm-hmm. but like between this movie and Gone Girl with Adrian Line I, I kept wondering like does Ben Affleck want to be the new Michael Douglas yeah I I don't know that he has the je ne sais quoi that Michael Douglas has to really pull that off. Because you imagine, so like supposedly, if you if you audition for James Bond, you have to do a couple scenes that Sean Connery did from Rush mm-hmm. of Love. Can you imagine if Adrian Lyon was just like constantly like, "You've got to say the line. You want to get fucked. You, you want to get, get fucked. You want to get cucked." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, let me just say, it's nice to see Anna de Armas in the erotic thriller done by someone other than Eli Roth. Was she Thank in an you. Eli Roth movie? I think she was in two. You're gross. Um, super gross also uh previous guest savannah thanks mm. for making me watch that that was garbage poor keanu keanu would have been greater better in this movie i don't think anyone would be better in this movie really i, I don't i don't know i don't think casting's a problem here i think it's a script i i well, we've would seen ben see... affleck being a good kind of erotic ish thriller and gone girl but this is yeah I would love to see Keanu Reeves, number one, wash his hands mm-hmm. and then be like, Martin McCrane also spent a lot of time with my wife. Anadarmus anyway. is like an, an angry like soccer parent. Yes. Just like yelling yeah, at the rest from, and shit. We cut from a 10 second soccer game that you cannot get off to or a 10 second sex and you cannot get off to to a child's soccer game. Where where Ben Affleck then gets a call from his bank saying like, "Oh, your wife didn't have enough money to like you know clear this check that she wrote to some dude for three grand." It's like the plot is so unmotivated that like whenever like whenever there's nothing left to happen story wise, it's like just something new occurs to keep the story going. Yeah, yeah, this is some weak ass shit. Like screenwriter wise, this is some weak ass shit. Um, well, so it's like kind of this- weird half ass detecting that he does. Ish, yeah. ish. He goes to his piano bar where Nate Jacobs is playing to see his own wife show up to watch this guy play. Also, then he comes home, and this is the worst. From a screenwriter perspective, from a filmmaker perspective, this is the worst. Ben Affleck comes home, turns the news on. Literally every news item is only relevant to him. Mm-hmm. First, Military drones. Congress is voting to expand drone targeting. Then we find that the, the police have found the body of Martin McCray. And also, this is Louisiana somewhere, finally confirmed. Also, well, and you're wondering, like, oh, it's... Are we going to learn more about Martin McRae and like, nope. you know, no, no, we, we find out later he was shot, but they caught the guy who did it. So you're just like, okay. Like, so, so you're like, so what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Um, also, Melinda has gone out for this piano bar night and left her wedding ring behind. Mm-hmm. Um, like get a divorce, dude. Like, <laughs> seriously, seriously. <sighs> Get one last incredibly passionate fuck, and then in the words of Willem Dafoe in the first Spider-Man movie, Brewer. Yeah. Uh, so he he like the next morning she comes home, she's been out all night. She says, 
last night was magnificent. I don't remember what we did, but it was awesome. And I was like, you know, underlining in my notes, killer. She murdered somebody. <laughs> yeah, that would have been something to happen in this movie. Yeah. Oh, you something. think he has a line like, you want to tell me why you didn't come home last night? And she says, not really. Yeah. That's like the whole movie. Not really. Yeah. Well, but then I'm not a huge Adrian Line fan. Like I get the like cultural value of Fatal Attraction. And that's that's a movie we could do in the podcast. We could make a meal out of. But there's a scene following this where like Vic gets the daughter a dog. And then as he's like driving her home and like they have the dog in the backseat, he passes by Nate Jacobs, like walking down the street with some flowers. Mm -hmm. And then the very next scene, the flowers are on the kitchen table at his house. But it's so it's so horrifically flaccidly done in this movie. It's so like lazy. It's like it's not even a setup. Like it's literally like you see the guy walking with flowers and the next scene, the flowers are on your table. Like it's it's so artlessly done. Yeah, But it's like. You're picking up the erotic baton that Hitchcock mm-hmm. set down. You could do more with this. We could feel this. Um, they get home. The daughter side twist, the Mr. Brooks twist. The daughter's responsible for all this. She's not actually, but that's a better movie too, even though it's hackish. Like she starts terrorizing the mother again of old McDonald. On an arm, just picks up the whole bottle of wine and leaves with it. Yeah. And, so um, then he th- then- and then he goes and throws away the flowers and you're just like, okay. Yeah. Then we get the scene where Ke- uh, 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 Kevin James takes his bros to the Nate Jacobs piano bar and they give like a bro nod to like uh, uh, Nate Jacobs when he finishes his set. Also, they're treating this guy playing piano like he's goddamn amazing at the piano. Oh, later on, there's a scene where he plays at one of the endless house parties that they're having. Yeah. And like people are going wild for this right, guy's right. like awful, right. like ragtime jazz piano playing. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like Dylan's like, going electric up there or something. Like ripping tops off <laughs> yeah. and like shaking tits at him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Lighting lighters, yeah. But of course we get a we get a we get a brief moment where Ben Affleck goes down to like water down his slugs, his wet wet slugs. Why? What is the point? What is with the slugs? And then so he's then like he, he's like imagining her like like you know like jerking this guy off while they're driving somewhere or something. You know, it's right. like. And it's, it's like, oh, this is really like stressing him out. And, you know, it's, it's like he's going to snap or something. This is just a normal green eyed monster shit you think about when you get your slugs wet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the morning, Melinda's gone. Vic is like sitting there waiting for her to return. She comes back in the evening gown. He wants to know why his wife didn't come home last night, why she wrote a check for 3000 grand to this guy. And she's like, if you want to, if I'm fucking him, ask me. Do you want to hear how we make each other come? Do you want to see the bruise they left me? And it's like, this scene should be hotter. It just, it doesn't make any sense because it's like, you clearly both know what's happening. So right. have the big fight and get divorced. Like, I don't, it's like, I don't understand what's motivating these characters. Also, I'm thinking when people say they like, Oh, I want an Adrian line vibe to this movie. Do you actually mm-hmm. mean you want a Paul Verhaven vibe? Well, he, I feel like Paul Berhaven could do something with this. He has this line where he's like, we have a child, we have a family. And she says, that was your choice. And he's like, I want you to stop seeing him. And she's like, or what? What? You can divorce you, me? Yeah. And then she, what is the line she has? I think I wrote it down here. Um, if you were married to anyone else, you'd be so fucking bored, you'd kill yourself. Which is, I guess, like the thesis of this movie or something. Like, that's <sighs> why they won't break up. But yeah. we, the audience, are pretty fucking bored. 
But then, but then again, like to try to understand what's wrong with this marriage, she starts sucking on his fingers and she's like trying to goad him into like throwing her on the floor and fucking the shit out of her, like just like rearranging her guts. And she's like, Oh, you're so passionless. And I'm like, What his acting? That's rude. <laughs> then cut to another party where they're doing some sort of weird okay. drinking game. This party is bullshit because this party is 1000% at their house until it's not i mean all their houses look the same but yeah it seems like it's their house but then later it's not their house i was confused by that too i was like this is fucking garbage once again there's like 30 people at this party right it's just like all this like a bunch of couples we see some nipples we see some ass we see some we see some body parts is it crazy that like the hottest scene in this movie to me is just Anna de Armas wearing sunglasses while she goes swimming. I mean, she's an attractive woman. She's an attractive woman. She she knows how to be fucking cool. I can't wait to see her as Marilyn Monroe. This is Anyways. this is a scene where like it's like it's only the afternoon. She's already shit faced, and she's yeah. like, "Everybody, Charlie's gonna play piano for you now." And then they're all oh, like, also, freaking also, out over his piano playing. What is this party game where we all crawl on all fours with a drink on our back? <laughs> I know. And Tracy Letts is clearly twenty years older than the rest of these people. Yeah, yeah. Who his entire facial expression, every fucking scene of this movie is just like deeply unimpressed. Mm-hmm. Like Tracy Letts RBF. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, yeah. So she starts to dance like a dork. She's like rubbing in her husband's face across the room. At one Comes point, over to while, him, starts rubbing her ass against him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like while Nate Jacobs is like playing his like funky piano, which I'm sorry, that's never going to get anyone wet ever yeah like ragtime um, yeah no 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 thank you um so Vic, like like some points i was like staring this guy down <sighs> he's just like it, he's like once again oblivious just like joel he's like oh you know we haven't met before but i've been you know teaching your wife to play piano she's a natural and ben affleck is just like creepy the whole time and he, he's like not catching on at all Right. Even though they have met at the piano yeah. bar before. C- cut to nighttime. They have been drinking at this party for, I don't know, three hours well, at least. The only thing I like about this this detail is that like now it's just the cool 15 people <laughs> yes. who are drunk. The other two dozen people left. Who, who quite frankly, are all like, this might turn into a key party. We're not saying we're into it, but we haven't left yet. So like they're in the edge of the pool. Like the boring people have left to like relive their babysitters. Um, Vic is also let's just talk about Ben Affleck is going to wear a shirt in every scene of this movie. Number one, it's like he's a slightly portly guy who doesn't want to take off a shirt in front of people. But reality, I think it's because he's got a weird fucking tattoo on his back. I think they don't want to. But I mean, clearly they don't want to. They don't want to take the time to do it. Right. I mean, like there's plenty of scenes. Like the only time you see his shirt off. Is when he's like strangling this guy in the water. And it's like, I'm sorry, you were shirted on the edge of the pool. Did you take your shirt off? I think you did strangle yeah, him. Yeah, I guess that's what that's, happens. That is sexual. Well, the, there's like a lot of like uh, Melinda and this dude are like frolicking uh, Charlie and she's, they're doing the thing where like she gets up on his shoulders and like they're just, mm. it's like, this is way too. Like your wife is doing this in front of like twenty people, you know. Like, right? They're right. way too familiar with some other dude, and he's just like watching and brooding the whole time. Uh, yeah. 
I think it, it starts to rain eventually, so everybody runs inside. Well, like Little Rel is like, hey man, I'm the one character who's been like smoking pot. So I'm both too high to be your alibi and just high enough. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so like uh, it's Buddy Lee's and then it's it's just Affleck and Charlie in the pool. And then like Tracy Letts is like upstairs kind of just like watching and glaring and like walks away. Yeah. And then yeah. everybody else is partying inside. and Making so, cookies. Yeah, making cookies. So eventually what happens, I mean, presumably they're all high. Eventually what happens is that like Affleck comes inside and then later on they find a body out there. And then, like, the police show up and, like, mm. Onodarmus is like, that guy fucking murdered him. My husband murdered that guy. And, like, I don't know why he's not arrested at this point. Right. Or at least, like, okay, so there's a body in a pool. This guy was witnessed by several people as being the last guy in the pool with the dead guy. The mm. wife accused him of murdering that guy. And there's some, like, infidelity shit going on there. Um, it seems pretty open and shut. Like, unless like the autopsy reveals that that guy died of natural causes or something. Like, if there's like bruises and like mm. choke, you know, marks on that guy's body, you're arresting Ben Affleck. Like, you're not. How are you not? Well, two things. One, can you believe the guy that they're claiming that Rachel Blanchard is married to? Who's that? The like other gross dude the I, one I, other they all do like the yeah. who's not little rel and who's not dash mihawk there's like another gross dude and they're like yeah sure throw rachel blanchard at this sad fucker also i think that what they're saying is that because tracy Letts made the party foul of dropping the guy on his head mm. when they pull him out of the pool they're like eh, circumstantial we don't have enough to charge ben affleck you know husband and wife accusing each i'm other sorry that's open and shut like what the fuck yeah, you got a dead yeah. guy yeah. You got the the last guy seen with them has like a motive and an opportunity to kill him. Like, what do you, what else do you need? Yeah. It's fucking weird. Also, it's pretty comical seeing all these guys like wearing shirts with towels on their laps in the living room being like, like questioned by the cops. It's pretty funny to me. Oh, and there's a bit where Tracy Letts is like, I'd like to talk to the police privately. Yeah. You know, presumably you tell them, hey, I saw that guy. He was alone with that dude and he joked about murdering somebody else. Um, what else? Do you I'm need at to a party. On? Look, I'm at a party and I see this situation. It's none of my fucking business. Oh, yeah. Not snitching. Are you? Why aren't the rest of them incredibly suspicious of Affleck here? Like, why are all his friends like totally like, I've got your back and not like they're like, there's no doubt entered their mind. Like, maybe he killed that guy. I'm thinking it's because every time they go out to like their dude bro lunch, he picks up the check. Yeah, that's. He's rich. Yeah. But also, I'm if if nothing else, I'm not pulling a Tracy Letts in front of everyone at the party. I would also like I'm to slip it in the back, alone. huh? Yeah. Hell, what's your etiquette here? I don't know what I would do in that situation. Honestly. So so you so you're not judging my my shitting on Tracy Letts. I I'm trying like if you're at if I was at a party and like right. I'd known that you were outside with a dude who's now dead and like i yeah, know you had yeah. a reason to kill that guy murder boner I i'm think... still sporting my murder boner yeah i, I don't know how in the living room situation cow <laughs> tent murder boner i'm like yeah go ahead i talk to the cops i fucking mm-hmm. dare you i'm still sporting murder wood i would just want to get the facts out you know oh mr Lottie da fucking perot over here mm-hmm. mr origin of the mustache well, and like Anadarmus is like, you murdered him, you piece of shit. 
and I, the cops are just like, well, she's being hysterical or whatever. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll answer or take some, some questions from you in another. Interview, I, I, I sadly feel like the cops are like, well, this is murky as shit. I, I it's is, is Affleck like paid up with the local PD or something? Like I just wondered though, honestly, I don't mean to make this like gendered, but like is this like a he said, she said shit? Like, can you really like when husband and wife say opposite things, can you really dive into that? I don't know. I think if you have a dead body who's been murdered, right, who's like shows signs but, of but a murder. Circumstantial, he's a piano bar guy. Okay. No one's trying to solve this. No one's going to miss him. No one's trying to solve this too hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So anyway, it's like now it's like okay, well we have real tension here, but we we haven't yet. We didn't see what happened. We just we saw Affleck was last dude out with you know with that guy, and then he came in later. And so they have a tense car ride home. She's crying. She starts like hitting him as he drives, like lashing out. He's an emotionless robot. It's like Vic. You know what your wife is into. You could easily spin this into sex. And at this point, I wrote my notes. Ben Affleck is trying to do and failing at what Don Draper did or what, uh, uh, what's his name, did effortlessly in Mad Men. Not Don Draper? John Hamm. Okay. John Hamm like would kill in this role. What he's trying yeah, to John Hamm would kill in this role. Yeah, well, and then so he, like, he goes on um, like a, a, a stressed out bike ride. To like clear his head and then he starts like yeah. flashing to like we see like you know the flashbacks of him murdering this dude and like choking him out and well, no, but, him. but first first though though they get home they send the babysitter home mm-hmm. he's like oh so now you want a divorce and she's like no and he's like you know like if you think i killed this dude why aren't you frightened of me and she's like because i'm the thing you killed for and it's like get the fucking then yeah i know what are we doing yeah, you're making erotic thriller or what? But so we start getting these like flashes. It's like, is he imagining how he could have killed this guy, right. or is it, is this just how he did it? Like, it's such a weird place. This is like an hour and five minutes into the movie, so you're like, I guess they're telling us that he did to kill this guy. Is there going to be a twist about this later, or he's just thinking about it? No, he he did. We learn later. So like, I don't know what the point of this is. Right. Like, like it's not a mystery, but you also like blew any twist you had about it too. Right. I, in the nineties, this movie would have been so much cheaper and so much better. Mm-hmm. And start Dave Caruso. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. And and maybe even um, Katie Holmes. Yeah. And so he's like he's biking around, and maybe he's like we see he's getting followed by someone. Maybe it's a cop. Maybe it's a PI. More like running into uh, Tracy Letts' wife. Who's like still just like, I totally have your fucking back right now. My husband sucks because he's like, he's talking shit about you. Like you might've murdered that guy, which is crazy because even though your wife accused you of it and you were with that guy alone and you had a reason to murder him, there's no way we suspect you of killing that guy. And honestly, I'm turned on by it. She has come down to the local elementary school where he has dropped his daughter off at the cafeteria for some reason. And she's like, I don't have a child in this game. But I will still suck your eyeballs out through your dick. That's how into you I am and how not into my husband I am. And he's like, oh, we should have your husband and you over for dinner. Let's settle this with another awkward dinner at our place. Right. So they, they, they're like, he has them over for dinner. Vic takes Tracy Letts into his like snail cave. (laughs) And he's just like, 
maybe thesis of the movie. I don't know, Tracy Letts. You know, a snail will crawl over a six feet wall to find his mate. And he's like, why are you telling me this? And he's like, I don't know. It's yeah, a, he, script. he gets the weird, like, like zonked out look on his face. Yeah. There's a bit where Tracy Letts is like, is all right if I smoke? And Affleck's like, please don't. It'll kill the snails. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, so I kept thinking about the 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 Joey thing from Friends that like if the actors have no chemistry on the stage, they're clearly fucking in real life because Ben Affleck has no chemistry with Anand Armas. He has all the chemistry with the male co-stars because Tracy Litz is like, well, what do you think killed him? Like who dies like that? And Ben Affleck is like accidentally in the swimming pool, thousands of people a year. And it's like, okay, that's fair. What is the snail cave about? What is this movie about? Yeah. Right. So they do the thing where like Vic grabs the drill, like he's going to threaten Tracy Letts. Instead, he's just like drilling something back in the ceiling. Just doing some cable management. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, quote unquote, tension. Tracy Letts is like, you should take a lie detector. And he says, you're a weird guy. It's it's so strange. And then it's like next day, Affleck's like doing his own little detection. He notices like, oh, it's that car that's been following me. And there's like a telephoto lens camera in there. And so then he just like walks into this random restaurant and, oh, look, it's my wife. Like eating lunch with this random dude. And this guy has like, he's older and he doesn't have a weird trunken face. So it's like, well, she's not sleeping with this guy. You know? Right. And so it's like, he claims to be like in psychotherapy, but he's like clearly like a PI or something. Like, like he's a psychotherapist yeah. not just in psychotherapy. Yeah. Well, like in like the banter between this couple in public is like, hey, man, you're a professional. Does my wife seem schizophrenic? <laughs> And she's like, oh, is my husband psychopathic for asking that or just an asshole? And he's like, and he's you like, guys should get therapy. Yeah. Not for he's me. He's like, also, I'm bad at my cover as a, <laughs> as a PI. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Tracy Letts and his wife are having dinner with their daughter on like their porch of their house. This is the very next scene. It cuts from that weird scene with the PI at lunch to Affleck going over to confront Tracy Letts at his house. Yeah. yeah. And Vic shows up and he's like, he's got like a bank paperwork. Statement. Yeah. Yeah, because fucking Melinda has already been called out on like, hey, I control the finances. I have all the bank statements. When you wire money to Tracy Letts, I'm going to find out. Mm-hmm. But he's like, Tracy Letts, you and my wife went halvesies on this private investigator. And then there's just <laughs> this hilarious part where their daughter is named Goldie. So both Kristen Connolly and Tracy Letts are yelling, go inside, Goldie, in this like, hilarious way. Oh, and Kristen Connolly is just like, how dare you pay for a private eye to investigate this upstanding man? You know, you son yeah. of a bitch. Like, it's like they're going to get divorced now or something. Yeah. I'm going to drain his balls into my vagina, sir. Yeah. Um, ben Affleck then like follows his wife as she's meeting for another gentleman's suit. Suddenly there's who, just another new dude with a weird face. Which, Melinda, if you think your husband is killing your dudes... You are the angel of death. Sexy, <laughs> sexy death. This is a dude from the big short whose name I had to look up. His name is Finn Whitrock, which is a ridiculous name. I think he comes from like the, uh, um, oh, what's it? What's the uh, Glee dude's name? Ryan. Why am I Gosling. Drawing? No, from the guy, the Glee show creator. Oh, uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he, he comes from that universe, I think. I'm just going to say his name for comedic value. Finn Whitrock. Yeah. Um, so she's throwing herself a new dude in public. I mean, come on, Melinda. Your peccadillos have a body count. 
a body count. So Vic is giving his daughter a bath. And this is when this should be interesting. Ryan Murphy. Sorry. Ryan Murphy, thank you. The daughter is just like, I think you're killing people. Why won't you tell me how you're Why killing Why won't people? you tell me how you murdered them, daddy? Underlying, she seems fine with it. Mm-hmm. Also, Vic, you're giving her a bath. She's your child. I'm not trying to make this sexual. She's nude. You know she's not wearing a wire. <laughs> this is the time to like. You know, your soul. I don't think you need to, to tell your daughter that you murdered someone, even if they're not wearing a wire. Bare your soul. Mm-hmm. Confession is good for something or other. Um, so meanwhile, Melinda's downstairs on the phone. She's being sexy. She's sexy on the phone. She's like talking to somebody about, ooh, I've never been to Brazil with my daughter before. Ooh, I love you. I love you. It's like, it's Finwit Rock. Um, the next day, Melinda's like shaving her legs in the tub. Meanwhile, Vic is in the slug room. And for some reason, the the new guy, Tony, is like meeting him there. Tony! It's just weird shit with slugs. And, and this guy like assumes that they're going to eat the slugs. And like Affleck is just like very insulted. Um, this guy has Michael Douglas's hair from Wall Street. Yeah, a little bit. And then this is the scene where I think it's this is where uh, Ana de Armas says, oh, Tony, he was the first American I fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, geez. And she's like, no, no, it's totally cool. And yeah. it's like, it sure doesn't look like it's cool with your husband. She says, don't worry about Vic. He couldn't care less. He doesn't want to control me like a normal man. And then Ben Affleck grunting under his breath is like, I'm not normal. <laughs> I'm like, the no night. Fu- oh, shit. Wrong movie. <laughs> no fucking shit. What was the line that we used to make fun of? Like, there are golden truths. Oh, my God. Yeah, that awful, like, poem opening of uh, Batman v Superman. Well, like, Tony has mentioned, like, his goddamn, like, sustainable housing in Brazil. And that- it, it seemed to me it's like she's going to run away with this guy and take the daughter. Yeah. I don't know if it's meant to be a joke, but he's like, Melinda and I reconnected by chatting on Facebook. That seems funny to me. <laughs> we really reconnected there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, super insulted that you would like eat his snails. And then Ben Affleck's like, fun fact about the snails, you have to starve them. You have to make sure their intestines are empty before you eat them or else you'll poison yourself. He's saying this like it's this horrifying truth. Like, how dare you? Even yeah. think about eating my my snails, my babies. <laughs> yeah. What is the fucking point of the snails? Like um, you said, it is almost impressive. Like I almost want to give this this movie like a extra star rating that the Batman didn't get because we don't know what the snails are about. All right. Before we get to the latest cuckening, um, because you requested it. Yes. There is yes. time above, a time yes. before. There were perfect things, diamond absolutes. Things fall, things on earth, and what falls is fallen. In the dream, they took me to the light. A beautiful lie. That's Zack Snyder. Was, what a poet. What if a I genius. Was rich, Him and Chris Terrio, they know what they're doing. If I was rich and I was friends of uh, Keegan Allen, mm-hmm. every time I pointed at him, he would like do that monologue and I'd give him 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like, Vic is watching as like Melinda and Tony, Tony go upstairs to fuck. And it's like, have you ever heard of a hotel? Like, yeah, I guess this is part of the game or something. Well, either you're really, really, really into your husband watching or you're not Mm -hmm. like, you're not the the weird thing is that it it seems like through the whole movie that she's not 
But then at the end, they're like, oh, no, this is part of their game or something. I don't It doesn't make sense. I mean, she just needs to be like, I want you weak. And then I want you strong. Yeah. And then to like cut to the next day, Affleck's driving around town. Just happens to like see this guy on the side of the road. And like cut. This should be the ending. It is not. Yeah. Pulls over and it's like, hey, man, like uh, my wife wants to like show you some property or something. Yeah. Uh, like get in the car. I'll drive you there. And this guy's like, sure. That's that's like I fucked this guy's wife last night and I'm going to get in a car with him now. That's doesn't seem like a shady. That doesn't seem like the stupidest goddamn mistake mm-hmm. I've ever made in my fucking life. Yeah. So like driving up into the woods and Affleck's like driving like a maniac, like super fast on this, like, you know, dirt road. Well, so also here's the thing. Even if you were like trying to play it cool, you don't go somewhere with the guy you just cucked where you don't have cell reception. Don't that get in like, another dude's car. I'd be, I'd be like, I'll follow you. you know? No, but I mean, cell reception is a yeah. big thing. That is a straight up Carrie Fisher. You don't follow a hippie to a second mm-hmm. location thing. Yeah. yeah. So the guy's like, oh, are you, you know, like, are you sure your wife's going to be up here? And he's like, oh, sure. Call her. And he's like, oh, I don't have cell reception. Um, so and they just like they get out in the middle of nowhere. Like Affleck just like slams on the brakes suddenly. And they get out, and the other dude's like kind of weirded out, but you can tell he's like, I don't know, a little relieved to be out of the car at least because he's yeah. not being driven like a maniac. And then, like, Affleck just like picks up a rock and throws it at this dude. He's like, let's play a game, paper, rock, scissors, rock. Yeah. Hits rock. the guy in the head, and the guy's like, what the fuck? And then the Affleck just like picks up another rock, hits him with it, like pushes him down, a, you know, a steep incline, and the dude just like hits his head and dies. And it's just like, well, it's like, oh, now we're doing the violence thing. Okay, it's an hour and a half into this movie, and we're finally seeing well, a murder. The movie leaves an inch open as if this is a mistake. Like, oh, I didn't mean to kill this guy, but it's like, it's, it's like saying, like, oh, we were accidentally stabbing each other yeah. and he died. Like, so like, like, okay, this dude's super dead. I'm going to now just like weigh this guy down in the lake or the gorge or the whatever. He's like shoving a couple rocks in the, like, you know, under the dude's belt. And then he uses his own belt, which is just completely stupid. Like, come on. Like, you're just asking to get caught. Like, he's like using his own belt to like strap another rock to this dude to weigh him down. Yeah. And then he just poorly. Yeah. Very poorly in like a foot of water or something. Right. And it's, I mean, I'm watching this. I'm like, what are we supposed to be thinking in the scene? Like, oh, he's getting away with it, or oh, he's totally not going to get away with it. Like, how oh, how has he not been arrested by now? Oh, he's coming. No, he's not. Yeah. But like, I've never killed anyone that you people know of, but I could do a better job than this. I it's would, a pretty I would have poor to be. job. He takes the wallet for some reason. I don't really know why? why. Do you actually see that in this scene? Yeah, yeah, you see him take it. Okay. And I was like, later she has the wallet from the slug room, and I was like. What a fucking serial killer, like fetishistic nonsense that has not been displayed at all previously well, in this movie. After he's like disposed the body, I like cut to him driving home and he just has this like dumb, blissful smile on his face. Like, hmm, that's nice. I yeah. got rid of that problem. I'm happy again now. Yeah. So he gets home. His wife and daughter are on the couch is like laughing and giggling, which is the first time that the daughter has ever shown her mother affection. Mm hmm. And he like he walks in and just to like fucking rub her face in the dirty diaper. He's just like, oh, Tony, I like him. He actually has brains <laughs> that I just smashed apart. Yeah. 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 So then like later, like Vic's like pour himself a drink. He's also pouring some champagne for the daughter. Yeah. Which he's is, like, drinking now and like having the daughter drink. It's it's 
just strange. The movie, like, it wants to be, you saw Mr. Bricks, right? Like, it wants to be Mr. Bricks a little bit. So it goes to his, like, studio to, like, look at his photographs. And it's like, what do you have? Do you have the slug cave or do you have the photograph studio? You don't need both. They're weird. And then we get the, the like, non-hand job scene where he's doing a little bit of finger blasting. And, and like, she's kind of like, you know, why do you stay with me when other men leave? And it's like, she she can't get a hold of Tony at this point. And you're like, Tony. it's like, oh, does she think that Tony, like, ran out on her? And so now she, like, is feeling w- wounded and rejected and returning to her husband or right. something, like, trying to rekindle it. It's like, I'm not sure what where she is emotionally in this scene. And, and then he like our, he shows her this like photo book that he made that's dedicated to her, and you're like, it is okay, the, it is the weakest etsiest shit ever. Yeah, but he, yeah, hour he definitely and a just half. ordered that through like you know the photos app on his you know Mac or something. Hour and a half into this movie, we get to the scene by which we're even fucking talking about this movie on a podcast, and it's not even her giving him a hangy. It's like him giving her. We were sold a lie. One and a half seconds of a fingering, mm-hmm. like he's and, not even finger blasting her to the point of the G spot. Oh, and and they're at the like the gulch or whatever where he murdered this dude. The wife wanted to go there. She's right. like on it arms is like, let's go to the gulch and have a picnic. And it's like, does she know something? I don't know. But I mean, like, have him get off on it a little bit more. Like, have him put those fingers inside of her. Make that little come here gesture and be like, yeah, well, and then, I'm like, into this now. And then he, like, he, the, the daughter is like playing down by the, the creek because they decided to go right by where he murdered this dude and hid the body. And then As he, like, kind of looks up and sees it, like, oh, you can kind of see, like, the, that dude's jacket is, like, above water because I literally did not bury this dude in deep water. I buried him in, like, a foot of water. And so right, then he's right. like, sweetie you got to get away from the water it's dangerous we should go you know and it's like oh is this tension or something like oh no they might see the body that i that i buried right over there because again like i i always talk about whenever people ask me i don't know why people ask me the weakest hitchcock movie that's so effective is frenzy where there's literally like a like a 15 minute sequence where you're following the villain of the movie because of tension because you're you're like you don't because Hitchcock is good at filmmaking that you don't want the villain to get caught mm-hmm. as he's trying to cover up his evidence. This movie is by no means that by no means whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and then there's a weird thing where she's like, Oh, I left my scarf at the Gulch as they're driving back. And he's like, I'll go back and get it first thing in the morning. And she's like, yeah. Oh, thank you. And it's yeah. like, I, I kept wondering like, is she doing this? Like, you know, like she's being so nice to him suddenly. Is she like, does she know? Is she setting him up somehow? No, it's she's not. It's, it's right. all completely unmotivated. Well, she's like, she's basically having, they send the daughter to bed when they get home. She's brought the scarf. She's on the phone. He's like, oh, hey, hey, was that Tony? Like he's like pre- presenting this real like, oh, I don't know that Tony is dead. Was that Tony? And she's like, no, no, no. That was Don, the Tracy Letts character. Because she's essentially having what equates to an emotional affair with Tracy Letts to like convince the world that her husband is guilty of murder. But she's like, you know what? Because you haven't been allowed in the same bedroom as me. Why don't you come to bed with me for the first yeah, time? I don't know if tonight? we mentioned that. Like he's not, he doesn't, he's not allowed to like room with her. He has not to like since go sleep. The, the 10 second sex scene, an hour and 15 But like right earlier. from the start of the movie, like they, they like have separate bedrooms or something weird right, like that. Yeah. Right. 
But so then we see her in bed. We see her night table. She has two glasses of something other than water and several pill bottles. And then she rolls over in the middle of the night. So it's like face caressing him. He's like rubbing her down. There's some tongue kissing. They're definitely doing it. But like you're literally seeing like she's in a bra and he has like a sweatshirt on. And you're just like seeing them from the shoulders up. It's like I thought this was an erotic thriller, dude. Honestly, I was going to say, honestly, I have grounds to take this movie to court for saying it's an erotic thriller Mm because this is not erotic. I don't even have half a chubby. Um, The next day, Vic is like riding his bicycle. She's in the snail room looking for him. She finds Tony's wallet that he has put in one of his weird snail things that like some snails got out of. And so she stepped on them. And I'm, I'm like, was this the reason for the snails the whole time? Is this like the telltale snail or something just so she could find the wallet? And be horrified, like, oh no, he's he's clearly killed this guy. Um, yeah, there's some like upside down Tupperware of snails on it. Mm-hmm. So he's ridden his bike out to the gorge. He's got a stick. He's got a stick. He's very poorly just trying to like poke this dead body back down. Well, but like I I kept thinking, is this like a weird phallic thing? You're just poking at Tony's dead body. I think body? it's just like this guy is absolutely terrible at murder. Cause he he, he this guy would clearly get caught. Like it's like it's not like this is in the middle of the woods that no one ever goes to as you know because tracy let shows up like two minutes later you know? okay this episode's super long but mm. benjamin light this is what the content people ch- chime in for how would you kill a dude right now like right now right now you gotta kill a dude know. right now let's say you had to kill me mm-hmm. how would you do it i do it while on the call with you somehow right. so right. like i'd have an alibi you know i'm mean, probably poison while you're on the call, how are you going to do that? That's that's how I get away with it. I've I've planned this all out beforehand, you know. I, I syringe through the cork. What cork? I'm not drinking wine. Anyway, um, so Tracy Letts is there because he's like horny for evidence that Ben Affleck has committed a murder. But did he follow in there? No, he's just there. He's just there at this gulch in there. the middle of the woods. Yeah, Tracy Letts has got to be like texting. Like, like, all at the end of this movie, he's got to be texting Gary Coon and being like, career low, I'm firing my fucking agent in the morning. Well, and he, he's, he's got the scarf and he sees Affleck like poking, you know, into the water. And he's like, what you doing down there? And he's like, oh, uh, it's just uh, Melinda forgot her scarf. And he's like, oh, I found it. And you're yeah. like, okay. It was over um, in the mud. Yeah. Well, the stick, buddy. So what, are, so what are you doing there? And then like the dude's like hand kind of floats up. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you saw that? I have to chase you now. And this is the most ridiculous chase. This, you're Lady Bird's dad. What are you doing here? Like at one point, Tracy, Tracy, let's says, come. He's in his fucking Prius, mm-hmm. being chased by Ben Affleck on a bike, and he's yelling ad nauseum, "Come get me now, you piece of shit! You're gonna catch me now, you motherfucker!" He's in a car. Affleck has a mountain bike. Mountain bike. It, it's like this shouldn't be a chase, but somehow no. it is. Um, no. And I, I mean, really, like, and like Tracy Letts is like he's driving all wild on the dirt road, and like he constantly is looking at his phone. He's like trying to text and fumbling with his phone. He can't get the text off. He's trying to text his wife to get some goddamn validation. Yeah, like not since uh, Dawson Leary's father died trying to eat an ice cream cone has right. a man died this hilariously in an automobile accident in a, in a TV show or movie. Because like all right, so, R.I.P. John Wesley Chip. Somehow Affleck like kind of does like a shortcut or whatever, 
So, you know, it's like not on the road so we can like catch up to this car, which should be able to go much faster than them. So, so meanwhile, Melinda is seemingly fed up. She's packing a suitcase mm-hmm. as she's doing it. She's like steps out of the room. I don't know what the hell she's doing. Maybe quite frankly, she's taking a shit. Mm-hmm. She's dropping a deuce. Trixie, the daughter, like drags the suitcase down the stairs, throws it in the pool to yell, we're not leaving. This yeah, is happening. This is like cross like yeah. tension. Yeah. And so yeah. like Affleck, he's like taking the shortcut to catch up. But what does he do? You know, he's on a bike. This other dude's in like an SUV. He just like. Tracy, oh, sorry, sorry, Tracy Letts, playwright and actor, one of our finest, has to yell, goddamn fucking autocorrect. <laughs> as Texas and then Affleck is like caught up and he just he's. He just like goes and like eats shit on his bike and flops right into the middle of the road that this yeah. guy is going to like about to run him over. And, and I'm, I'm like, was that the plan? Was he like, I know this guy won't run me over. He'll swerve and, and get in a car accident. Like, I don't like is Affleck just like clumsy. And it's like, wow, you you really lucked out there because what happens is no Tracy lets is like, oh, shit. And he swerves and happens to just drive right off a cliff and like, and, like crash into a big gulch. I want the car to blow up, you know. 80s action movie drives off a cliff. It's fucking ludicrous. Yeah, the car is the wrecks in like, you know, I don't know, enough water that he would drown if he didn't die on impact. Point number one to the to the the ending after the ending. Mm -hmm. He did not send the message. No, but the message is there on his phone. Yeah. Waiting to be sent when his body is found. I mean, maybe the phone is too damaged. Yeah, I don't know bullshit but whatever yeah so ben affleck gets home he's like i like the beginning he's not taking off his pants or his socks but it's, it's the just, same exact shots like it's right, it, so it's filmed exactly the same implying that the whole movie was a flashback honestly this movie boggles my mind the same way the hotel See, sequence in personal shopper boggles my mind that, that was intriguing this is not intriguing. Right, right. i think well, it's, what, it's I, Chris Stewart. I think what this is implying here is that he's done this before. That that's what I got out of this. That like, mm-hmm. oh, he had to go do it again, and she's sitting like there, and she's like smiling, you know, a little about it, like welcome back, you know. And well, it's, he's like, what? And she says nothing, and then she says, "I saw Tony." Lol. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, so she's. It's like, is she letting him know that she's in on it too? Or I don't know. And then it's right. like shot of her, like burning the wa- contents of the wallet and the IDs and like her just like looking at it as it burns and pensive look. And then it's like directed by Adrian Lyons. It's like what? I, I don't understand what I'm supposed to get from that ending that she's into Honestly, it. Honestly, there's a fucking horrible movie called Abandoned starring Katie Holmes, mm-hmm. Benjamin Bratt and a very young, very blonde Zoe Deschanel that like plays on the same kind of like one, two, three seven emotional ending and it, it plays so much better and then over the credits it's the 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 little daughter is just like seeing like you know schools you make me, like, you make me feel like dancing yeah mm-hmm. which she was like singing earlier in the movie we just didn't talk it's about like it, an outtake or something yeah. yeah but it's like it's like clearly like they fucking love her mm-hmm. they love her they, they film this they're gonna show it okay so 10 minutes later after this movie ends Ben Affleck is number one, not only a much bigger suspect, he is immediately arrested for Tony and Tracy Lett's disappearance, right? And not to mention Charlie. I'm sorry, you have to arrest that guy. Yeah, he has yeah. no alibi. He was yeah. with the guy who, who was dead. 
Like, yeah. He is right. going to jail so hard. Mm-hmm. It, it's um, so, it's yeah. as though the movie wants you to think that he's gotten away with it all at the end, though. It's like it's very strange. Right. So, again, Phantom Threads ending, but deep watered way, way, way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember if we do this. My make one change. I know it's tacky. Make Melinda the secret killer. I like that better. Mine was just to to either make it make it unclear whether or not Anna is actually cheating, like right. a, is it all in his mind thing, or to make it more um, of a mystery of whether or not Affleck is killing these dudes, like okay. in, introduce like a mystery element because it's like the the movie is just like halfway there. It's it's bizarre. What is but yours this is movie? Better. What is this movie? Like, it's so strange. Is it a mystery? It's not a psychological thriller. I, and honestly, I don't feel I, like we really ever got in. We, we spent a lot more time with Affleck. I don't really know that we understand him. And we mm-hmm. definitely don't understand much about what motivates Melinda other than that she's just like bored in her marriage, I guess. And she's hot. Yeah. yeah. No, but like, honestly, like, it's 50% Affleck's fault, it's 50% the, screen, the screenplay's fault. I wouldn't, like better, I wouldn't blame Affleck that much other than the fact that he's like zonked out the whole time. But like, I don't, that's all the director to me. Like, I feel like a much better director could, or a much better actor could be like, I have shit fuck to work with here, but I can play this a little more ambiguous. Cause I'd be very curious to see. It like, seems like maybe he episodes thought of Mad he was Men. supposed to play it ambiguously or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, like, episodes of Mad Men, what is the actual screen description of like what Don Draper's doing? And how is like uh, Don, uh, how is John Hamm playing it? Mm-hmm. And I say that partly because John Hamm has never had a good movie role ever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's had good little supporting roles, I guess, and like Bridesmaids. Honestly, Bridesmaids—that's the yeah. best role he's ever had. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, that was my uh, make one change ish. There's really no IMDb trivia for this movie. Oh, there's there's two. So best worst IMDb trivia. I'm going to throw out the two that are that are there. Mm-hmm. You decide if which one is best, which one's worst. One of them is Ben Affleck's best friend, Matt Damon, also appeared, appeared in a Patricia Highsmith adaptation and tells Mr. Ripley, of which I would just say, hey, Tommy, how's the how's peeping? The, peepin'? yeah. the other one is Ben is almost 16 years older than Anna. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it shows. Mm-hmm. It's on screen. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I, I is don't it know. better and worse than the three movies? Yes. It's yeah. Worse. The, the, Iron Number Four is a masterpiece compared to this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not to mention Jack Reacher and Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Don't watch this movie. It's, it's not even like enjoyably weird. It's just kind of baffling and, and strange. It's not hot. It's not no. hot at all. I mean, you I can see why, about- like, like I'm, I'm sure if Affleck and Honored Armors had their way, this would just never be released because it's not a showcase for either of them no it's on like hulu or whatever like right. i don't know maybe they should have just kept in the can forever honestly i feel like it would be better if it was actually on amazon prime does it make a difference <laughs> I, I feel like amazon prime is a little bit more horny for like award validation oh i mean hulu is just like the arm of like fox disney and i I think universal maybe so somewhere out there, there's somebody listening to this podcast and they're still listening mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, we watch fresh instead. And I'm like, maybe we should have too. Which one is fresh? 
That's the one of Sebastian Stan and the chick from Normal People, and he eats oh, okay. people. Yeah. Oh. It's like a meat market sexy dating movie. Mm. I think he eats her ass, like literally. Like literally. Like with a fork? Like she appeared at a, at a uh, award show, and she's like, as you can see, I still have an ass. You know, she's like doing this like, like presentation with Sebastian Stan. Okay. So I think he like eats some buttock in the movie. Mm. All right. It's like a weird metaphor to to the Eating meat ass. market of women of women dating, okay. like men being men devouring them. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I haven't seen it. I wish I had. I watched like five minutes of Pam and Tommy. You know what I haven't watched any of is all these weird docudramas they keep making about shit that happened like four years ago. I don't, I don't like get what? it. Like there's like that we crash show about like we work and there's like a show about the uber dude and there's the show about elizabeth holmes and there's hmm. pam and tommy and it's like they're making two tiger king shows i don't need any of this shit no it's like people sure. don't have imaginations to tell real stories anymore so they're like what lame like podcast or new yorker articles can we turn into movies and tv shows? well honestly like tiger king the show if you actually watch that during the Did beginning not. of the pandemic but I mean, like, if you actually watch it in the beginning of the pandemic, that's enough. Like, like I'm, I'm fine no, with documentaries. It's IP now. We need to make two different TV I'm shows fine with documentaries. I don't need, like, the docudrama about the, about the, the award-winning documentary. Why do we need a movie about Pam and Tommy? Or a TV show, I should say. TV show. Yeah. I, anyways, I watch, I watch episode two. I was slightly curious about Sebastian Stan. I don't know, man. That's a whole other podcast to talk about. Yeah. Anyway, let's close so this at some, one off. At some point, we're going to be back. At some point, we're going to do like a Neil Stevenson podcast. At some point. Are we? Yeah, we need to. Okay. Just let me know. I'm free now. Um, okay. Book update. Yeah. Trouble book three. First draft is done. Um, still, still, you know, revisions and editing to go. But mm-hmm. fingers crossed this summer. So last time... We went down to LA. Mm-hmm. We did a. We oh, did for like, like you mean when book two came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was that book, book two? two? Was that book one? I think that was book, book one. one. Book yeah, two came out in the middle of the pandemic. You know what? Pat on the back for us. Mm-hmm. Releasing a book during a pandemic? Well, that one is all written pre pandemic. This one I'm is. Just saying, this one's the real pandemic book, and I don't know, maybe I'm, it'll show. I'm just saying, you beautiful little shit pigs needed some mm-hmm. content. We were there for you. Um, but yeah, we need to do a live event. I mean, I know that we're like late April, we're looking at another like wave of the pandemic, mm-hmm. but still, like, I'm all for us going to a bar and like encountering that weird dude again. Sorry, that weird dude again. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll have a hot back summer this year and we can go to LA or something. I don't know. That'd be fun. Do a meetup. Yeah, God bless. Mm hmm. It's been a while. What are you freaks up to? Yeah. My name is trouble.com. There's two other books there. Catch up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a little uh, not quite acrostic for people to figure out. What's that? Like a puzzle? Yeah. I gave you all the clues. I gave you my number. Thought you'd call. All right. We'll catch you guys later. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>